What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joel Dells. And this now episode 231. In this episode, we are joined by NFL insider Jordan Schultz to talk about Zach Wilson, Mojo's biggest rises and fallers. If we're worried about the Eagles, if Heineke can lead the commanders to the playoffs, Cowboys dominant win over the Vikings, Travis Kelsey, and more. Jordan, welcome on to the show. Pick a side. Appreciate it. it. It's the show. Welcome to Pick a Side, man. So, NFL Insider, NBA Insider used to host a podcast with CJ McCollum called the Pull Up Podcast. I just want to ask you, how'd you become an NFL Insider? How'd you start to break news? The whole thing is relationship based. You know, a lot of people have asked me, like, what's the NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Most important thing about being an insider or how do you get to it, and it really just comes down to word of mouth and relationships because you know, ultimately, it's it's not a very big industry. You know, I mean, it's it's very easy to get typecasted as one thing or the other, good or bad, you know, um, honest or not. And so as you start to meet people, agents, players, executives, coaches, if you can start to put a path toward, okay, I'm going to do things the right way, eventually you get typecasted, in this case, for better into, okay, I can trust him. And I think that that's the most important thing, you know, and also I would say it's a two way street. When I was probably about 10 years ago, when I was really just getting started, I sat down with with Adam Schefter because I I wanted to know how he did it. And, and he basically said, you know, what I just told you, but also it's a two way street in terms of if you just expect information without having the ability to, to help someone else, you know, maybe it's a contract, maybe it's information about a player who's going to get cut. Regardless, if you can if you can provide that, then then now you're of service and not just waiting for those those scoops. So uh, my question to that, a follow up I have is, how do you make yourself useful? Like, how do you provide useful information to an athlete that they're like, you know what, I I, I want to give this guy my scoop because he's been helping me. So what I I think Instagram, the ability to reached out has been enormously helpful on one hand everyone's accessible and that's great so you know that's that's the positive the negative to that is that because everyone is accessible you have how many guys are getting flooded with dms every day from fans from from sports writers from reporters It, it is so like you have to find a way to differentiate so what i decided to do was i'm gonna be the insider at least in my mind, the first guy to really do it through the lens of the player, through the lens of the athlete, to try to showcase what's going on under the helmet. Because I felt like, you know, with all due respect to everyone else, I didn't see that. I hadn't seen someone really attack the industry 
through the side of the player because to me that was the that was like the greatest the great unknown you know what if you could become someone that not only executives coaches and, and agents you know confided in but what if you could become someone that players actually trusted and how much more beneficial would that be for them and ultimately you know you as well to create that genuine friendship so what i did was i started slowly just reaching out to athletes and oftentimes not only pros but college athletes and even now to an extent you know high school guys that are four and five star guys that you could see having a path toward the nfl and then it's like okay i know that you probably have information coming your way but if i can give you something different something that is unique and ubiquitous then suddenly i become valuable and maybe throughout time i you could you could potentially trust me with the scoop so you know, I, I have been fortunate enough to that point, guys, to to get a fair amount of scoops through actual players. Because ultimately, too, teams will leak. Agents will leak. There could be a leak anywhere that you don't even know about. But the player oftentimes knows first where he's signing or where he's being traded to. So often, you, if you're able to get that that player insight, you know, you, you can be first. So you have to create these, I guess, bonds or relationships, for lack of better terms, early on in their process of becoming an athlete often. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, dedi- that's yeah, because, time. That's dedication. Because once my, my thing is like, once uh, a guy is an all pro a pro bowler, a star, he doesn't have any reason to, to, he doesn't need, he doesn't need help. Yeah. Um, usually at least he does. He's not going to need help. And certainly what's the benefit of him to say, I'm going to bring in someone that I haven't really met. Jordan Schultz, whoever else, yeah. to become, you know, someone I trust. Like, what's the benefit? So what I try to do is, yeah, identify players early. It's how I've established relationships with a lot of guys that are now stars three, four, or five years ago when they weren't, uh, or maybe they hadn't even been drafted yet. That's when I, I start. Now, obviously, there are relationships you have with agents, and that agent can introduce you to a player that's now established, and that's a that's a different type of deal, but overall, yeah, it's really beneficial to create those friendships early. So not only are you a reporter, but you're also a scout in a way. <laughs> a scout? Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly, because, <laughs> yeah, you're like... Um, I was going to say, you got to identify that these guys yeah, got that potential. Exactly, gotta... yeah. it, But that's where, like, having relationships with, with teams and scouts can now become effective. Because I'm not going to be able to identify like mm. why a left tackle in the third round is going to have value in three years, <laughs> or or why like you know I'm trying to think why like a a, a, a non power five right guard is going to be a second round pick and be a really good player. I, I don't know enough about identifying that. Yeah, I don't even know how to identify quarterbacks. Like we can talk about Zach Wilson. I thought the guy was the next Patrick Mahomes. So, <laughs> so, so I have no idea what I'm talking about in, in terms of like scouting. So as a result, I now need to turn to personnel directors and scouts and coaches to say, what are you seeing? And then oftentimes I can, I can, you know, identify players as a result from that. You're not the only one that was hound Zach Wilson. And, uh... I, I we missed so badly on Mormon Mahomes. I have, I have no idea. And you know, what's funny is, that draft class was my first time, like sitting down and watching each player, like going through the film. And I was you like, this guy, it. this guy, Zach, like, I love his game. I, I really love it. 
I have no idea why he turned out how he turned out, but I, I want let's start with that first, and then sure. we'll get the scoops that you've had because I know that Zach Wilson is the hot topic, and everybody wants to talk about Zach Wilson, and they want to hear what we have to say about Zach Wilson. Um, who are you? They want to hear what you, have to, hear say, you have to say, bro. They so, don't want to hear what I have to say because I thought the guy was going to be an all-time player. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of right. I, I have a good quote from a longtime scout. Um, I'll pull it up in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of DMs, a lot of DMs. Yo, bro, I can't wait for the next football <laughs> podcast. I can't wait to see you cook, Joel, man. I'm tired of this Zach Wilson talk. But, yeah, for sure. Let's hear this. It's funny that people are messaging you that. The Jets lost to the Patriots 3 to 10. We're both now 6 and 4. We're last in the AFC East. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, God. Uh, looking at Zach Wilson, 9 for 22, 77 yards. He had three interceptions dropped. I, I, yep. I, I hold those into account. Yeah, rightfully so. 51 passer rating. It was just an awful game. I think it's pretty obvious that. I was wrong about Zach Wilson. I feel no pleasure saying that. Yeah. I don't. I bet. Overthrew Burials in a flat. He threw it high oh, to yeah. Mims early. The, the Mims post one was brutal. brutal. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. Brutal. You had Mims wide open on the touchdown. You didn't touchdown. throw it either. Mm-hmm. Robert Sala came out th- today and said, we're not committing to a quarterback for Sunday for Chicago. And by the way, I did short him on Mojo. I'm up about a couple hundred dollars because of that news. Because I had a feel, because you know the Jets press conference got delayed, right? Today. So I was like, it got delayed for a reason. I'm going to short him because I feel like they're going to come out with that news. And they did. And it deprived, like, it just dropped tremendously. Yeah. We let us swear swear on your blog. We are, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mike LaFleur drew up a good game plan. This was all on Zach Wilson. And when talking about him, Four of nine, four of his nine targets. He was four for nine on targets when his receivers had three plus yards of separation. You just look at Mike Lafleur, and the success he's had with Mike White, Josh Johnson, Joe Flacco. I have the numbers right here with those three quarterbacks who are backups. Their their complete percentage is sixty three percent. Sixteen touchdowns to twelve interceptions. 256 yards per game. Mike LaFleur with Zach Wilson, 55% completion percentage, 13 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, and 180.7 yards per game. Now, Zach Wilson, I could take the poor play. To me, maybe I would have found a way to defend it in some sort of way, even though before the press conference, I was already done with Zach after watching the game. Especially the Marcus Jones punt return touchdown. I just, of course, it ended that way. Yeah, yeah I had that, to. That typical was Jets pass. It's, a, it's a Jets way to end a game. Yep. Specific against the Pats. But when did you guys see, did you see? I'm reading this because I'm, I'm cherry picking off a stat. But did you see the comparison over the first 20 starts from Zach Wilson to Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell? Yeah. Russell. Yeah, yeah. It is there, shocking. There's no need for that tweet ever to be put out there. I'll they're both. Under, they're, they're both 71 pa- under 71 pass already. Uh, he, Wilson has less touchdowns and more picks. Jesus Christ. Wilson has basically the same record in completion percentage. It is shocking how bad, how close it is. It, it is. And the yards per attempt is basically identical also, unfortunately. Yeah. Also, he 2.77 inches per play in the second half. Uh, <laughs> nine punts, 10 completions, I believe it was. Other way around. And then my favorite stat, negative 21 passing yards in the second half. 
<laughs> I, guys... I don't even know how to how to explain it. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off a stat from a scout. He said one of the worst quarterbacking performances I've seen in the last five years. No command and no feel. So when you hear that as a Jets fan, what do you what are you what are you thinking? Just sadness, honestly, <laughs> because this is I'm gonna now take you guys in the audience into a loophole into my life, right? <clears throat> I watched this guy's highlights. I loved it. I was coping with it last night. I sent Joel Zach Wilson preseason highlights and said, this guy, man, I could have sworn he was the guy at that point. I used to stay up late night watching his BYU interviews, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I love this guy's character. His character, you know, his football skill was there, but the character... My oh my, he's such a great person. He delivered DoorDash. That's how he got his money in the in, in college. And even though people labeled him as this rich kid, he looked delivered DoorDash and all this stuff. Then in the press conference, they ask him if you let the defense down. He says no. They asked him about the receivers' frustrations. He says that, well, sometimes they do stuff that I want them to do differently. And I'm just like, wow. It's bad. I, yeah. He said I, no quickly, bad, too. Bad. I can get paid a lot of money to be this guy's PR guy and tell him exactly what is safe so the media can perceive him as this great leader, outstanding person. The truth about Zach Wilson is that he's going to be a bust. It is what it is. Uh, I was, be? He is a bust, Correct. right? Okay, uh, right? Correct. <laughs> I, but he's still uh, – he's a bust so far. I, you <laughs> You're know, holding out hope on, on Mormon yeah. Mahomes. Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. Here? I just – Say that he's been, he's not finished. You know he'll he'll get more opportunities. Uh, he will. Listen, I I'm not defending him. I, he'll start I with the Carolina he, Panthers next year. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, the, here here's the other thing about about Wilson is you you have a pretty good team and you're in the playoff hunt at six and four. So do you actually decide? Let's go with Flacco since he played decent for us earlier this year. Let's go with Mike White. He flashed last year because if you have if you're starting Zach Wilson. You're, you know he's not going to help you win games, but but at the same time, you want to get him developed? I don't even know how to answer that. I think at this point, you just can't get him developed because it, it seems like he's not reading the field. He Correct. doesn't have a feel for the pocket. Correct. He's inaccurate Correct. on all of his throws, it seems like. The Jets have drafted bust after bust after bust when it comes to the quarterback position, whether you talk about Sam Darnold, you talk about Geno Smith, you talk about Mark Sanchez. Damn. Mark Sanchez gave me my best moments as a Jets fan. I even though Mark Sanchez, even though Mark Sanchez, you can't. Nope. No. Mark, Mark Sanchez, although he didn't turn out to be a great quarterback, I look at that era and I have a smile on my face. As you should. And I say, Mark Sanchez, thank you, thank you for being a Jet. God bless him. Geno Smith had no help. His best wide receiver was Jeremy Curley. Sam Darnold's best wide receiver at one point was Jermaine Curse. For the majority of that time, it was Robbie Anderson. We see right now how he's gone downhill for the most part. Now he's in Arizona. He's still not able to get his production up. Those quarterbacks, I can at least say at one point in time, were in a horrible situation, and they were put in a position to fail. Zach Wilson is put in a position to succeed. Zach blamed his throws on the wind. Mac Jones was fine. Mac Jones was, was fine. He, was. Was crazy he completed 80-plus percent of his passes. At the minimum, he was just hitting the easy ones. Yes. And that's all, he was being that's smart. all the coaches were the asking. The weapons after the catch were breaking tackles. Yeah. Andre had a great game. And, and at this point, 
you have to take away the starting job from Zach Wilson. He has to earn that st- that that spot back. How do you earn it? All right, you real quick before you go. No, the I, only I way like you it. earn it I'm is it. if Flacco yeah. or Mike White lose it. That's the only way Zach Wilson's going out and earn this job back. But go ahead, Joe. Right, listen. Well, here, here's two things. One, to your point, you know, Robert Sala is someone that, you know, his foundation is built off of, like, best players play, you earn your way. At some point, you, you'd have to think that he's going to go do exactly that. Say, Zach, you're not, you're not QB1. You haven't earned it. And in fact, you've done the opposite. So let's, let's bring in someone, in Joe's case, for example, who kept us afloat earlier in the season. The other thing, and this is more important to me, is that there are, I'll just tell you this, there are players inside that locker room that don't want Zach Wilson starting. And I think it goes, you look at the quote, and it says, okay, yeah, I didn't leave my, I, I don't feel badly for my defense. I didn't let them down. That, that, that was bad, but it was already trending toward that. That was like the icing on the cake. Because there are certain players that believe, not only is he not the best quarterback on our team, but the vibe and the lack of juice that he's bringing us is, is bringing us down. So to me, there's really a no-brainer. It just comes down to, do you go with Flacco or White? I would go with Flacco considering he's already played this year. So over this past month, Zach Wilson, lowest PFF grade passing, 5.9% turnover-worthy play rate. That's the worst. 62.7 adjusted completion percentage. That's also the worst. And we were talking about Mojo. He also has the, the highest dip in price as well. Now, we're talking about a quarterback change. Now, this is where I have a, a struggle as well. Do we want to go from Zach Wilson, who has been bad, extremely bad, to Mike White, who also happens to be a bad quarterback, and Joe Flacco, who he flashes somewhat during these first three games, but in totality, not the greatest either. So your options really become, do I want a bad quarterback? Do I want another bad quarterback? Or do I want another bad quarterback? Me, if I'm the head coach, I understand we used the number two overall pick on Zach Wilson. Whether Zach Wilson's benefited that benefited or become a detriment to the Jets is another conversation. But you have to understand, you use extremely high draft capital on this guy. In year two, we're we're twelve week. We're going to be twelve weeks in. Now, do I want to immediately take that and throw it away and kill his confidence? The confidence probably already killed. But I feel like I would rather take the gamble on my number two overall pick. Then Joe Flacco, who at this point in time has nothing more to, to really give or, or lead a team to, to winning football. Or Mike White, who had a great game against Cincinnati, and then after that really came back down to earth. Can either quarterback be a game manager, Flacco or Mike? Because Zach Wilson right now cannot Flacco, be a Flacco game can. manager. Flacco can, which is why can. when that's, I— That's all we need. When, we, yeah, we, can. Zach if the defense is going to play that well, exactly. you might as well go with Flacco. Zach Wilson can't not, manage. He's not going to hurt you like Wilson has hurt you. And not only that, but I just look at some examples here. I don't know why we should not bench him. Bill Belichick benched Mac Jones on Monday Night Football. Mac Jones has come back from that, and he's responded. He's had He just had a great performance against a top, top defense. defense. They didn't score, but they, they're moving the ball all game long. Even your guy, Tua. Brian Flores is pulling him left and right every other game. You either have the confidence or you don't. But that was rookie season. Year two, he did not pull him not once. Yeah. That's even worse. A rookie year, you're getting pulled. That co- that doesn't year when Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was he already had success with the offense. There was really no reason for that point in time to really put two in at all. It kind of was a shock to all of us that he was going to make his debut that week. Mm-hmm. I believe what 
Well, who was that? But against? he got that... pulled. He got pulled at MC? times when he was. He started the game. He was playing he poorly, bad. and Flores Correct. just pulled him. Because Fitz had a kind of. But that's what I'm saying ball. is that a quarterback's either going to have confidence or they're not. If getting pulled, the, like just shatters their confidence, they're not made out to be an NFL quarterback anyway. Oh. Zach Wilson has to have his job taken from him and say, "Listen, now you're on lifeline. Your career, your quarter, your starting quarterback careers on lifeline. You have to now make up for that." At BYU, he did it. In his second year at BYU, he wasn't good. That entire summer, he was battling for the QB1 spot. He won it in the summer. Year three, he broke out. So in college, that job was taken from him. The, the same thing in the NFL has to apply. You're not playing well. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. I'm a Jets fan. I've seen a lot of bad quarterback performances. A ton, a ton that actually. was one of the worst. Was that, it worse you know, than his, his performance Three weeks ago against the Patriots, Ooh, it somehow home. might have been worse. It no, was no, for worse. sure worse. Yeah, for sure. It, it was this is like Greg worse. McElroy type of. Yeah, three hundred plus yards in that game. He did the for Jets fans. Not everything is down and gloomy. It seems like every loss and every win this season has had such a huge swing in emotion. Ever since Zach has really come back, that win against Pittsburgh, where fourth quarter comeback, we go crazy. The loss against New England, the you know everything's burning down. The win against the Bills, we're a Super Bowl team now. A loss against New England, Zach Wilson's a bust. So it feels like every win and loss throughout this season has had such a swing of emotions just at this table. I can only imagine what it feels like in the locker room for the quarterbacks, the coaches, the coaching staff, what they're going through week in and week out. But I think the good thing you could take away from this, if there's anything to take away, we have an answer. We know for sure Zach Wilson is not a franchise guy. The worst place you could be in the NFL is not knowing if you have a franchise guy. The worst place is being fifth. Maybe he's the guy, maybe he's not. And we go into this offseason not knowing if we should make a move at quarterback. That was the discussion a couple years ago when we had Darnold and we had the number two overall pick. Should we move off off Darnold? He might be a franchise guy. He had a handful of good games. But now we know Zach Wilson is not going to be that franchise guy, which is fine because this roster right now is ready to compete. Unlike years in the past where the Jets roster was depleted, and even, you know, in my Jets chat, they were comparing it to the Jags a few years, five, six, seven years ago at this point with Bortles when they had a great defense, how they kind of just let it go to waste because they never improved on the quarterback. This roster is young. You're not going to have to pay anybody on this roster for years. It's ready to compete. We have the right head coach in Robert Sala. Now it's up to the front office and Joe Douglas, who I have a ton of faith in, even though he did get quarterback wrong, to go out and make an upgrade at quarterback. If you have just a game manager, we're talking Joe Flacco would be an upgrade right now. If you have a Jimmy G, a Derek Carr, okay, now we're talking anyone of this caliber, this team is is damn near a playoff lock at this point. You went from Joe Flacco to Jimmy G, yes, there's an upgrade there. But then you went to Derek Carr. That's oh, a yeah. significant <laughs> upgrade. But those those are probably the most available no, quarterbacks for, uh, going in the into this season. Off season. I, I made a, but I'm talking right now, your yeah. option is Joe Flacco. I made a list of the quarterbacks that I want from one to six, I have six seven. names here. Mm-hmm. Six names here. So one to six. First one is Lamar Jackson. We all know that's unrealistic. The second one is Green Geno scenario. Smith. I think it's unrealistic because Geno Smith is playing such at such a high level. I don't think Seattle moves off from him. I agree. Then we get to the realistic options. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew, and then Teddy Bridgewater. I've always been a fan of Gardner Minshew. I no. feel like when he's played, he's been good, but he hasn't had an opportunity. I don't know why, but I think he's a good quarterback. And the, the, what scares me about Jimmy Garoppolo is that he has a one-year deal. He enters free agency. Now we have to pay him a contract. And what does a Jimmy Garoppolo contract look like? It's not that hefty. I don't know. Given the numbers he puts up in an offense that is very quarterback friendly, he could demand a pretty hefty price. How sure are we the Niners want to move off Jimmy G? 
I'm not, I'm not sure. In fact, I, I think the Niners feel like they might be able to sustain with Garoppolo. I mean, we'll have to see the rest of the season, but I can tell you that the Niners are not convinced that he's not the guy because they know they can get him for much cheaper. And with that in mind, that has to give you pause for Trey Lance. Now, I think there's a lot of people that really like Trey Lance, but this is less an indictment on him and more, hey, can we get Jimmy Garoppolo longer term here and, and pay him very, very little money compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in the league? They're paying him, what, eight points up in this year? Yeah, yeah. And, and as a result, we can keep building the rest of the team because Lance is only going to be in his third year next year. You still won't have to make a decision. So they're not convinced that he's not the guy in San Francisco. So um, I want to ask you, Jordan, what do you think right now Joe Douglas is doing in the front office? Do you think he spent a number two overall pick? He for more or less tied himself to Zach Wilson, but he sees how good this roster is and how bad Zach is. Is he, you know, looking week 11 in the season? Is he already looking in the off season? Who can we upgrade on? Do you think he's going to give the rest of the season? Yeah, teams are all, yeah, absolutely. Teams are, they're always looking at, I mean, you have your scouts and you're already evaluating for next season, next offseason, 100%. Joe, by nature, is, is a pretty aggressive guy. You can think about his pipeline coming from Howie Roseman, who's ultra aggressive, phone's always open. I call the guy 7 <laughs> Eleven. Joe Douglas has some of that willing and dealing to him, and we've seen him have great success with it. So there's no question that they're already evaluating potential, you know, solutions or, or, I should say replacements yeah. for Zach. I, I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but they're absolutely having those conversations. And it does feel like more of the veteran route rather than a rookie, either trading up or so waiting like for a call. call. That, right, that's what it they, feels like. But wouldn't you – I would argue the Jets are ahead of schedule. I mean, at 6-4, yeah. and four, this early on in, in, in Joe's tenure and Robert's tenure, LaFleur, I think they're ahead of schedule, um, which is a good thing. If you're the Jets, what quarterback would you pick? To replace I like the veteran idea. I do. Um, you mentioned all those guys. Just trying to think of who's the most gettable. Derek Carr uh, right now has Carr to be, and yeah. Bridgewater are probably the most gettable. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I feel um, like Carr makes the most Minshew, sense. Minshew to a degree, but Carr and Bridgewater for sure are guys that you can go out and get if you want. And 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 you know, the Raiders are the Raiders are such a dumpster fire. I don't think McDaniels is going to be fired. I, I really don't. He's not. But I, I would be shocked if Derek Carr was was there moving forward. I, I just I don't see how that's possible. So to me, he's very gettable, and you could find a way to to have them eat some of that contract. I, I got look. Let me look at those numbers because let me ask you this: Is Derek Carr? You look at Derek Carr and say he makes us into a a contender or a playoff team. How, how does that upgrade? Playoff team for sure. Playoff team. I think. I mean, Elijah Moore comes back into the mix. Now we're actually talking about him being I mean, a solid option. Yeah, Derek Carr, well, no, he would I'm be also, the second best quarterback in the AFC East. No, he would not. <laughs> so here, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's a Carr has an out after next season, yeah. but essentially, the next he's he's got three more years at, at a significant significant price. So you, you would have yeah. to have the Raiders eat some of it. it it's not a it's not a terrible idea. I, I haven't looked at it. You'll have to tell me. What, how are the Jets on cap right now? We should be fine on top of my we head. We should be fine, but if we're paying a quarterback 30 to $40 million, that yeah. puts us in cap hell. That's why yeah, it, it sucks missing difficult. on a rookie quarterback because now of course, you have to go get a can, veteran, it's it, so much. Yeah, it's the ultimate. Yeah, yes. we ultimate saw with Kansas City with Seattle. Um, you're absolutely right. I, 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 would, I would push back and say, what if the Jets decided – what if the Jets decided to um, – 
address quarterback in this draft, and they and they they try it again. They try to hit again. Let's you know, let's let, let's say they they pick Anthony Richardson or or Will <laughs> Levis, you know, some whatever. What if they went that route and and traded Wilson? And uh, what 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 could you get back for Zach? I'm I'm curious what you guys. Think. I mean, like he, a, like a third round pick. Douglas finessed the second for Darnold, a fourth for Chris Herndon. So, so I'm sitting here thinking a, a fourth or fifth right now, but. With Douglas, he could probably get a three from somebody. I don't know. I don't know if, know if Zach's worth a second. I had this thought earlier today. Uh, I doubt this happens, but this is just me being unrealistic and thinking that Kyle Shanahan was a big fan of Zach Wilson coming out of college. I know they have Trey Lance. So Zach for Trey Lance. So Zach probably doesn't it. go to San Fran, <laughs> but do Zach, it. I don't know. If there's somebody that can save Zach Wilson's career, it is Kyle Shanahan. This is true. But why would they give just up? Imagine on Lance? where you guys would be if he likes if Zach your quarterback Hall. was. Justin Fields or or Tua or another one of these young guys that's had really good success. Or who? Tua said Justin Tua. Fields. Tua? That would be amazing. I would love I'm Justin just saying, Fields on the you, you were Think about how too, different so. you're looking at the franchise if you have if if you would have hit on Wilson. That's how that's how narrow it is in the NFL though, yeah. and that's how hard it is to evaluate quarterbacks. Uh. Yeah, it is. Painful. Only you guys had two as your quarterback. Or Justin Fields, respect him. He well, said that. Oh, no, well, Fields reaction had a chance. Oh, yeah, no, Fields was. The, Fields was. So, Jordan, too. recently you broke some news about Kyle Pitts. You broke some news about mm -hmm. Hollywood Brown and Adoree Jackson. I want to touch on the Adoree Jackson news because how does this affect the Giants' playoff chances going forward, losing their best corner? Adoree. Adoree. <laughs> I don't want you to get IG busted or whatever, TikTok busted, so make sure you change it. <laughs> so here's the deal with the Dory. It's it's three to five weeks. It's an MCL sprain. He was playing at, all, at an all pro caliber level, and it's a killer loss. It just a, and and the really unfortunate part is he gets hurt on a punt return. You know, as as a team, you got to protect your best players. And even though a Dory's a really good punt returner, he should not be back there. I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's one of the few mistakes the Giants have made, and this impacts them drastically. Now, they're basically – they would have to really, really um, plummet to get to miss the playoffs. They're at seven wins. I think they're at the six seed or the five seed. They're in really good shape. But not having him down the stretch is a, is a huge blow. The schedule late is tough. It, it is, is tough. It's a tough schedule. They could go one and six. And, uh, and Jordan, what happened with Kyle Pitts? I know – after the game yesterday, it seemed like there was some optimism around it. Heard like it was just a sprain, and then it comes out that he ended up tearing his MCL. So, so what happened yeah, there? yeah. So we thought it was that he had avoided a tear, and we were optimistic. Uh, that's what I was told. And then, you know, today we find out that uh, I was told he had an MCL tear, and basically he's on IR. It's, it's. I mean, I Atlanta's five and six. They're in the hunt in the NFC South, and. I bemoan Arthur Smith for not using Kyle Pitts in the way he should, but it's still a killer blow. I mean, it, it's really unfortunate. So that that hurts as well a lot. You know, if you want some good news, Hollywood Brown, um, I was told, is uh, is really close. He's feeling much better. He's not playing tonight on Monday night, but there's a real chance he plays next week. And if Arizona's going to make the playoff push that they had hoped for, it, it, it it's really about him and Hopkins. On paper, yeah, and and I Rondell, yeah, Rondell's had a great year. Yeah, Rondell, yeah but Hollywood's Hollywood. still the leading receiver, almost 500 yards, yeah. despite missing a few games. He was on a career-breaking pace before he got hurt. Hollywood. He was on pace, 14, 1,500 like, yards. It's like Kyler makes your, your wide receivers better. Kyler's really good at football. K1's yeah, actually is. amazing at yeah. football. <laughs> okay, to finish off your appearance, your guest appearance, we appreciate your time a lot. I've seen a tweet from you 
that you'd put Gino with or above Tua in the MVP race. I want you to explain that for me. I think that both of those guys have completely overachieved in terms of what the expectations were. There's, there's really no doubt about that. Gino, to me, is, is not only is he having one of the best years of his career, but it goes so far beyond just the numbers. I think he's first in the NFL in terms of, I want to say, completion percentage. Yeah. He's top five basically in every category. Um, but also, Seattle, what, to understand his success, you, you got to take a step back and realize that over the last few years, as Russell had gotten reached a certain stature, the superstardom stature, that he was dictating the franchise. You know, it, it was really about Russell. It was about number three. And everything that they did was about him. And you go back to what Pete Carroll said, him not wanting to wear a wristband. These are all little slights. It, it, it Russ. And so with Gene, I was in Seattle. I'm from Seattle. I was there a few weeks ago, spent the afternoon with Gino and DK. And just, I wanted to understand how, how they're having this success and, and, and why it's sustainable. And the, what I took away was number one is, is Gino's level of preparation, what he learned from not being QB one for basically eight years to talk about the jets and, and the giants enormous. I mean, you, you cannot, I don't think he would take back what happened, even though it was extremely hard for him professionally to sit because he learned so much and he did learn a lot from Russ and they do have a very good relationship. So his ability to get these checks at the line, his preparation, and then also his relationship with the offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. I don't think Russ allowed Shane Waldron to do what he needed to do. Like it was about Russ and he was going to change the plays. It was going to be his show. In Gino's case, there is, they're at complete lockstep. The synergy between OC and quarterback could not be better. And as a result, there's a level of trust. And then you get DK and Lockett. And then I asked Gino about the other guys, you know, the tight ends. And he was saying, our three tight ends, even though all three of them together or equally individually might not have the best stats, they are incredibly effective for us in different ways. And then just the, the rookie, Kenneth Walker, him just – he has brought to them a whole nother dimension of juice. So you add all of that, you ask me why I put Gino – why I put Gino with Tua. Um, I, I just think his ability to not only be the comeback player of the year, but consistently every game have these monster performances in the clutch, make big-time throws. And, you know, when I talk to scouts and coordinators about it, I, I've heard the same thing. Like, this is a different player. You know, and you could say the same about Tua, but I absolutely think Gino belongs in that conversation as a result. I do too. Yeah, and you brought up Tua. Drew to the left of me, huge Tua fan. I am. I'm a huge Jalen Hurts fan. <laughs> We've been having debates over a year now about oh, these I like two that. guys. Yeah, um, you know, going back and forth, who would you rather have? Then Joel over here brings in Zach Wilson, of course. Um, so <laughs> sorry, had a little, you know, a little stray. Um, so curious to know what are your thoughts on on Hurts and Tua? Obviously, take huge steps this year. Both brought in wide receiver ones we see year after year. That has a huge help for any quarterback, regardless of age. So just to touch on them, on those two quarterbacks and kind of, you know, their development. Absolutely. Think about A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill, how much they've meant to both of those guys. Um, I would start with Tua. You know, he – I don't know if, like, how much – you, what percentage you would say this is Mike McDaniel, but I can say that he's been enormous for him. His, his scheming is great. But you add Tyreek Hill, that changes everything. Also, here's the thing about Tua. So I caught up with Nick Hicks. That's, his, that's been his quarterback guru. And he said it two years ago, 
It was all about the hip and getting him just able to play. This last offseason, it was about arm strength, repetition, building that up, building that arm strength to the so that you can throw the ball down the field more. I mean, he's never going to be a Mahomes or Josh Allen Herbert type. That's just not his. He doesn't have that innate ability. But he has drastically improved his arm strength, and that's created a lot of these big plays. In terms of Jalen Hurts, I just think having the opportunity to go through a full season and now have a second year with the OC and also have A.J. Brown, like that's the ultimate bailout because you know he's going to win a 50-50 ball. So both of them have been much better. They've been more accurate. If I'm going to say who I'd rather have, man, that's that, that's extremely close. I I might go to it just by a hair because, man, he, He'd had to I don't you. think anybody, whoever says they saw this coming, an MVP, uh, better, more power to you. All right, I like that. I like that closing statement. I, I would have. I rather that than the. They're they're lying. They 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 definitely could not have guessed this. I appreciate that one. Uh, no, I, I didn't. But I can tell you that like internally inside the Eagles building, they believe that Jalen Hurts had this in him. They just wanted to give him the opportunity to get there. But his leadership is is second to none. Absolutely. Like that guy is absolutely. I mean, he is stoic. He he's he's special. And you mm-hmm. saw it against the Colts. I know he didn't have like the best drive at the end of the game, but like you you know he's going to give you a chance. And and as for Tua. Uh, it's the guy's 25 years old. I mean, he's he's just getting started. There's one thing about Jalen Hurst that you can't ignore or you can't deny by any means, and that's his intangibles 100%. Yeah. Sure, you have the rushing ability, and that's one of the main reasons why they stuck with him. But the intangibles really stick out more than anything, and it gave him that belief and that trust that you can believe in Jalen Hurst to progress as a pass because what he does is care about the grind. Now, yeah. I'm happy you answered the, the Tua or Jalen Hurts question because. You know, we're a debate show. We, we want absolutes. We want answers. So you were talking about Tua being in the conversation or Gino being in the conversation with Tua for the MVP conversation. But that also means that with MVP, we understand that me, I'm a Broncos fan. I understand I'm wearing a Cowboys jersey. I'm a Tua Very supporter. Confusing. But I am a Broncos Tua fan. Tua supporter with the Broncos so, uh, fandom. You know, hey, Ezekiel jersey. Elliott, shout out to him, Ohio State legend. I, 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 res- I respect Ezekiel Elliott's game. So... Patrick Mahomes, he's not one of my favorite players by any means, but I can acknowledge and I can respect that he is playing at an MVP level right now. So, by association, are you grouping in Geno with Mahomes and Tua for that MVP conversation also, or is Mahomes just in a category by himself? No, I think I think Mahomes has now asserted himself into his own category. Okay. And then I think after that, I mean, I, w- I still wouldn't put Josh Allen out of it. I think Tua, Josh Allen, uh, Geno... Hurts, I think they're all in that conversation. Okay, they're all in that second. Yeah. By the way, Tua point. is only twenty-four. He's, yeah, she's twenty-four. You guys yeah. are all—you uh-huh. guys are all probably his age. I mean, yeah, we are. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> Tua, about, Tua's older think, than me. Thank God. Think about yeah. So I'm trying. Who else are we forgetting for? No, for I think MVP? I think that that's that's very that's a very firm I mean, list. Tyree Kill, people are going to make an argument that's for a, him. Yeah, that's a great that's a great statement. I think to he's make. like consensus offensive player of the year. Correct. Sure. Yeah, this is correct. Correct. Saquon yeah. having a bad week this week against the Lions really did alter. Saquon's in it though. No, Saquon's got to be in there, but Tyree Kill is just oh, yeah, his impact on the field is just <laughs> second to none. But yeah. the the Geno Tatua thing with me, you said a lot of things that benefit that that Geno does extremely well. His preparation for for every game. That that's something you can't take away in the fact that all the adversity he's gone through to be as great as he is or he has been this season is a credit to Geno Smith. I believe he's but, like eighty three in Madison. But we also that's that's hey, that's that's, that's big knowledge. stuff right there. That's, like that's big stuff right there. That's fine. He's gonna get paid, I'll tell you that much. But he is the, gonna get 
pay. The, the reason why I put a little bit more stock into Tua is that he is extremely close in all these categories with these guys at the top of the list. And he's missed two games. Yeah. And his team's at the top of that division, a division that, that not many Are thought. They or no, they're first, first right the first now. They right now, they're the Buffalo. second seed oh, overall in the AFC. That's a division that every oh, – yeah, It's at the point where you're surprised when they don't put up 30. Yeah. This is probably top two, arguably the most explosive offense in the league. And I'm saying that where Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback in the NFL. That's how great Miami's offense has been. I, has, I give credit to Tua. You give credit to Tyreek Hill, Waddle, Mike McDaniel. Everything that they're doing right now is clicking. And, of course, as the quarterback in the National Football League, you get a majority of the credit. So yeah, It's getting cold. It is getting cold. It's getting cold. Getting cold. We'll get to that December. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, that exactly. stop. It's getting cold. Yeah. That, that, that football weather that's coming football up, weather. man. It's a good thing he plays in Miami. That's very true. Right? Very, and that's why it's even better that they're top of the division because now maybe they get a home game or two and he doesn't have to yeah. worry about that inclement weather. That, well, they, they still that gotta, I won't ignore. They still got to go to Miami. I'm going to pick a side and say Tua is, is, is legit. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Yo, clip that right there. That's a beautiful statement. So you wouldn't say he's going to turn out to be Jared Goff? Oh, no. No? Okay. Because, no. Jordan, you actually I mean, have, you biggest, understand and know the game of football. It's not Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. No. No. He's I, Jared Goff not. has had great two seasons. He did. Yeah. He was great. And also, let, and, and let's shout out my guy, Taylor Heineke. Oh, That's yeah. my dog. And I want to give him props. I mean, he is a baller. He is not the most talented. But, dude, you, you, you cannot say – you, you, you watch Taylor Heineke and you're like, I, I do respect the guy. Yeah. That's that's as best as you can put it because he doesn't do anything overly great, but he doesn't do anything it's overly tough, wrong. Man. He does a job. He would be an upgrade over Zach Wilson. I was gonna say he'd be the perfect fit Absolutely. for the New York Jets. <laughs> he would be a Zach Wilson's not top thirty quarterback. So he's okay. No, is no. Him bro, or Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Really? Yeah, he's the top top fifty. That's pretty accurate. He could be one of the bottom backups. Because you know what? I'm really thinking about it right now. I would take Teddy Bridgewater over him. Trey Lance Absolutely. and I would and take Pickett. Jimmy, yeah, Pickett probably. Are you taking Mitch Trubisky? Honest question. No, uh, no, uh, no. The question is, are you taking Rudolph? Oh, okay. oh that's where I draw the line. No, that's, that's where I draw the line. That's where Jordan, I draw the line. Jordan, how do you go? How do you go from Mormon Mahomes to to Mason Rudolph? That's what I want to know. Oh. I'm taking Pickett. I go Pickett, Wilson, Rudolph. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Jordan, we want to thank you so much for Thanks, being guys. on the I show. You, Jordan, give him a round of applause. Yes, thank you, Jordan, Jordan, real quick, before you go, is there anything that you want to shout out? Uh, you know, I would just say, you know, I'm on the score now, doing all their all their good stuff as their uh, NFL insider. Um, uh, hit, you know, I'm, hopefully you'll post this and, and you guys will see all, all my socials, my Twitter, yeah, oh my, yeah, my yeah. Instagram, my TikToks. Just trying to trying to grow it and uh, continue talking shop with you. I'd love to do it again. It'd be, it'd be fun. Shout out to Jordan Schultz for being on a podcast for 40 minutes, I believe it was. I don't know about you guys, but I can't get Zach Wilson out of my mind. Really? I can't get Zach I'm Wilson shocked, actually. The way that game ended... Zach Wilson, I, I just I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Um, there's something to say. There's, there's definitely something to say. To say. Yeah, and we haven't even gotten Not to really shit. his uh, press conference after the game because that's what pissed me off more. You can be bad. You can no. be terrible, but you can't go into the press conference after and not take accountability and not say, I let the defense down. I let my guys down because there's no excuse. We could talk about the wind. It's Belichick. It's New England. I get all of that. 
70 passing yards and nine completions under any circumstance is not is just not going to be allowed. In the second half, there was more snow in Buffalo than passing yards by Zach Wilson. <laughs> was there zero passing yards? Or there's negative seven or something? Yeah. Negative seven? Yeah. Buffalo had like 31 inches of snow? Yeah. No, no it's si- almost six feet of snow. Yeah, that's like... That's two yards. All right. All you had to do is like six feet. Was it twelve inches? inches it's in like seventy foot? inches. No. Seventy-two inches. Well, part, part of me right now. 40, 60, 70, 72. Seventy-two. Come on. You don't know your twelve timetables. I just did. There's twelve know, inches off, in a off foot. The, off the head, I'm saying like no. I was, I I didn't know. Was, uh, <laughs> what's the name? Feet. Feet. Feet to yards conversion. No, I didn't know it was that many feet. That snow. That, that, that oh, snow. in Buffalo. Yeah, I didn't oh, know okay. that many. It was ridiculous. Damn, Zach sucks. That's why I would never live in Buffalo. I, I don't know who it, would. It's too much snow. It's freezing. Yeah, up I'm there. not trying to Buffalo. All they have is Josh Allen. I mean, that's a decent reason uh, to live up there. You want to do that? Part of me is conflicted right about how I want to talk about Zach Wilson because there's a route that I can go where I just basically tell it how it is. You know, he played poorly, but before I get to that, I just want to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And people are going to listen to that and say, you know, how can you? You know, he was so horrible and bad. From a human perspective, I do feel for him. Like, just as a person, for someone that was in Utah, that went to Utah, and then went to New York, I am serious. Okay. (laughs) Someone that grew up his entire life in Utah, a secluded area, going to the biggest market in the world where everything is under a microscope, it's got to be tough. So that's the human perspective that I'm willing to to give him because I, I do feel for that. There's a lot of pressure, especially when you're the quarterback for the New York Jets. I, I re-watched the Commanders and Texans game yesterday. Davis Mills is pretty bad too. And they're, he wasn't as bad as Zach Wilson. I'm not trying to make that comparison. Okay. But what I'm saying is that if Zach Wilson does this in any other place that's not New York, the story is kind of getting swept under the rug. If he's still the number two overall pick, people are still calling Davis him a Davis Mills is not a top ten pick. Why would you Why would you compare them to? I'm watching the Would You Rather, Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. I don't ever want to hear it. Oh, my Because I know I picked Zach God. over Jalen because I had Over Jalen? Over Trevor? Oh, my God. Why did we post that? Yeah, why'd you oh have to? Why'd you, he said I had to. Why'd you, why'd you have, have to? to? For Zach, Zach Wilson, quarterback of the Jets, like that I love Jalen, but you don't, you, you usually don't, you usually keep it a hundred. Oh I know, but God. Zach was at that time as a passer, he was further along than Jalen. How long was. ago was that? This was last December, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, he looked for that one. When when it was when was that? I posted didn't. Through? I mean, all I had to do was type in "Would you rather Zach Wilson?" When was it posted? The first one. July fourteenth. July. F- oh, this past year. Yeah. Oh, about earlier on, <laughs> or later, I should say. <laughs> that was the benefit of the doubt. I'm willing to give him. Oh the thing is, God. Zach. At the end of y- y'all want to hear this? I need. I'm sorry. I'm playing it. I'm sorry, Joel. I'm Go sorry. Go for it. It's the. Uh, I'm sorry. It's embarrassing. Take that to fail. This upcoming season. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Caution once. Oh, I took, oh I let's t- go. So you know what time it is. Would you rather Zach Wilson edition? Can I ask you a bunch of guys? You tell me who would you rather? Here we go. First name, Jalen Hurts. Zach Wilson for this upcoming season. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz. Never in doubt. Zach Wilson. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. James Winston. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Baker Mayfield. Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Trey Lance. 
Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> Zach Wilson, oh Zach, my Matt Jones, God. Zach Wilson. I would take Matt. The Trevor Lawrence one is crazy. Yeah, the Trevor one's crazy. Hey man, good, good the up, the you other one. Uh, yeah, thank God. Safe face. Thank God. There might be like an older one then or something. I don't know. I feel like I said that at some point. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm willing to give him the benefit of doubt the doubt on that, but let's just call it how it is. Let's just call it how it is right here. <laughs> you said all that to just say, let's call it how it is. How are we calling it? Because I don't know which way you're calling it. You're giving the benefit for the doubt. You said he played bad. Listen, I was wrong about Zach Wilson. It's as simple as that. It sucks. Do I up here right now feel a bit embarrassed for all the hyping up I did of Zach Wilson? I definitely do. You should. It's somebody that I thought was going to turn into a good quarterback. You oh. thought he'd be Tua. And That's a shame. From my perspective, I was absolutely wrong. Almost every scout was too, because they had Zach Wilson high as well. So to me, that was just an eye opener that it's very hard to evaluate the quarterback position, mm. and I messed up. There's no doubt about that. I just want to take you guys through the emotional roller coaster that has been the Zach Wilson fandom for me, because <laughs> he gets drafted. He's somebody that I watched ending. in college, and I loved him. I said, "Yo, this guy's my favorite quarterback." We were watching a, an interview with Zach Wilson when he was at BYU, and Joel is actively crying <laughs> as we're watching this, by the way. Yeah, that interview sold me as the Jets franchise quarterback. Zach Wilson becomes a Jet, and maybe I should have just seen this coming from the beginning because I went to the Jets green and white practice that they host yearly, and at that very stadium that day, I bought a Zach Wilson jersey. And it's it's so ironic because before I bought that jersey, I've bought Sam Darnold's. I bought Mark Sanchez's. Never Geno Smith's, though, because he wasn't a first-round pick. And after Sanchez and Darnold didn't pan out, I told myself, I'm not buying the Jets quarterback's jersey because I have to see them pan out. I got ahead of myself with Zach. I have a photo on Instagram that's captioned, I may have prematurely ruined Zach, Zach Wilson's career by buying his jersey. So do I give myself some of the blame in this? I do, man. 2021 preseason, he looked like the man. 2021 preseason has to go. I know it's <laughs> Come a preseason. On, what are we doing? But I look, at, I look at that Zach Wilson. I look how, Joel, at how confident he just is. Just let him, let him. In the preseason, he was the best rookie quarterback. Wow. And I'm I'm just looking to my looking at myself like, man, if this guy looks like this on Sundays, we have a quarterback. We have our guy. The regular season comes. He throws a lot of interceptions. The Titans game happened. I can't lie. The Titans game was the highest that I've been as a Jets fan in years. That was my favorite game. That game or the Bills game we just had? Yeah, but the Titans game for me was when I saw Zach Wilson He's rip that ball 50 yards. He is yards. tearing up. He's about to cry. The excitement I had, I was with my dad. I was like, yes. Zach Wilson's our quarterback. He's about to cry. <sighs> This is L. Imagine crazy. Imagine. He's not that good, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He's not that good, bro. I'm sorry. I can't believe the Jets missed on the Bro is in pain. <laughs> <laughs> he is hurting for real. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo. Yo. He's really yo, hurting for real. Like, yo, 
Damn. Bro, bro. Zach did it to him. <laughs> wow. You know what, man? I'll be honest. I want to come up here and I really want to be sympathetic for the guy. You know, because I I, I, I root for the Jets. Like, I really want them to succeed. These are my two two of my best friends. I hate to see the Jets not be successful. But when I think about all the times, all the times that I was called foolish for thinking of supporting Tua Tungavailoa, that it made it difficult Mm -hmm. to want to see Zach succeed. And now Zach is unfortunately probably the worst starting quarterback in the league yes. as of right now. Is there? Do you really think there's a, one worse than him? Can he pick it? Maybe. Uh, Honestly, I think Pickett's better. Let me think the names. Mariota. He's I would rather Mariota. Like as hell. He's fucked. I told you too. I got uh, uh, Brissett's been playing good. Yeah, Brissett has been playing. I'm well. sorry. We already said hi. Matt Ryan. I mean Ellinger. When the he's only playing? the God. only thing I feel bad about, honest to God. Is that since you're my oh, friend, Davis I want him to be su- oh. successful. That's Mills. that's really it. He's yeah. But the the disrespect that you showed me in the past when it came to my opinions on another AFC East quarterback, that's the only reason why I can't be all you know on the same level of sorrow. As I, I understand the the uh, discrepancy. I understand issue. it. I, I do understand it. You know, because of course, you know, there's a rivalry there. Naturally. There is. There is. I thought Zach Wilson was a guy. You know, I know I said those little those tears. That's how much I believe Zach Wilson was the guy. Every game this year, I've defended him. The Patriots game was the game for me. That was the last straw. <laughs> I just couldn't anymore. And then the press conference took it over the top. I I don't know where went where it went wrong for him. I I don't know because I do believe he's talented. I do believe he's talented. I just don't know if he's reading the field correctly. He's still, he's- there's, there's, there's just a lot of the intangibles are just not there. And uh-huh, this uh-huh, is uh-huh. where I get a, a bit serious about this matter because, of course, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not practicing. I don't know what's going on there on a day-to-day basis. I don't know how hard Zach Wilson's working. Maybe he's working very hard and he still hasn't been able to figure it, figure it out. I don't know any of that. But just me assuming... Looking at how he's played, I can make the assumption that he hasn't put in the time in to be a great NFL quarterback. Because we've seen quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts who have come in and they've put in the time. We had Darius Slay on the pod and talk about his leadership. We've seen him want to get better, and he has. Here's another example. We've seen Justin Fields do it too, <laughs> and he was he, he like got better. Weeks. Well, Quinnen said at his press conference they see Zach because the a reporter asked him, "Did Zach clear the air with you guys?" Obviously, after remarks about the defense, and he said, "No, Zach doesn't have to. We see how hard he works. He comes in and works just as hard as the rest of us." That sounds like so. Uh, Quinnen is a leader on that defense. Yeah, He's yeah, a leader yeah. of the team. So yeah. him talking highly about Zach resonates with me. It, it does, but I I want to say that to say this. We do this podcast. Two times a week. We put a lot of work into this podcast. We all have lives outside of this podcast. We all work our hardest to put on a show every single time we do this podcast. So for me, what bothers me about Zach Wilson is the thought that he's not putting in the work to be a great NFL quarterback. That's what bothers me. Joel, you're losing me. Joel, you're losing me. 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 Sounds like a disappointed dad. Bro, bro, no. 
No, we're Forget not. Forget about with, that. With the, he we're just not comparing doing we're a not, podcast. We're not, we're not, we're not twice we're not. a week <laughs> to being an NFL quarterback. Reel it back in. Reel it back in. Oh my! Reel but but that in. that to me, I, I just I don't know because he's There's nothing to defend. That's it. That's I just no, I feel it. like I feel like if you he, fell in love with him, bro, you fell in love with him as a prospect. He went to your favorite team, and then you at that point you have to root for him. And it, it's been hard sitting up here for the last two months being a diehard Jets fan who is very indifferent about Zach and talk to Zach about you. Because I feel like I could have some very honest conversations about Zach with 80, 90% of Jets fans. But when it came to you, it was always positives, always rainbows with Zach. And that's why we never saw eye to eye because I could say I could give him his praise. But when he plays bad, it's starting to be consistently bad. So when you're consistently bad and every once in a while you have a good drive, a good fourth quarter, a good first quarter like you did against Buffalo, but overwhelmingly it's bad, that's when we've had these disagreements on the show. Let me ask you. Now, I know prior to the show we spoke about the sink, the, the ship sinking. Excuse me. Um, are you going to bring him along with you or are you choosing to allow him to, to big bro you right now? Joel, Joel, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Because I'm very confused, Dells, you act as if you haven't been a Zach Wilson fan and you haven't been rooting for Zach and you haven't also been projecting this breakout like me. I've definitely been rooting I've for Zach. De- I, yes. I've definitely been higher up on the projection. Yes, but you also projected him to be very. I did very very how, good. Drew, how quick was I out of the Zach? <laughs> It was, I'll be honest, Drew, it was, it was like two games into the season. It was very early. It was very early. early. I remember sitting here and we were talking about Tua and he said, would you rather have Tua or Zach? And I couldn't answer and I had to hide my face because I didn't want to answer. That was very early on the season after the Ravens game. Zach coming into this year, I was very high on. I was with the offense. Then he has the injury, which a a second injury, second second year in the career, second injury where he's going to miss games. He comes back against the Steelers. He had a rough first three quarters. A couple drives really didn't do it for me. I forgot the game he played after the Steelers. Who did we play? Um, I forgot. It no, it wasn't the Bills. The Bills. Ba- Bengals? No. No, Bengals was before. I'm not sure. But Zach did nothing spectacular this season. Zach never showed Miami. flashes. Miami. And with this offense and uh, what we, we were seeing, see facts, when we were seeing with Joe Flacco, the way he was playing through for 300 yards – However you want to cut it, we were getting blown out in a couple of games, whatever, throwing for 300 yards, and I don't see Zach have anywhere near the same sort of production. Tells me very quick the type of quarterback he is. That's respectable. I I understand your perspective. But you also have takes of you saying you'd take Zach over Tua. (laughs) I'm sure. I know. You also have a take before the draft. I was taking you down with him. Before the draft, you tweeted. I have it in my phone. You (laughs) tweeted that trade, trade Sam Darnold. Either you want to trade back and keep Sam or keep the pick and draft Zach Wilson. Because sometimes I, I hear you come on the show and say, we should have had Justin Fields joking. I was very high on hey, Justin hey, Fields. Hey, I have hey, tweets saying hey. take Justin Fields that too. Hey, hey, no, no doubt. It's rich coming from this guy over here who has two different opinions on everything. No doubt, no doubt. Justin Jeez. Justin Jets Fields. Justin arguing. Justin Fields, <laughs> I needed this. Is my, <laughs> Justin Fields is my guy. Now I like. How Justin much did Fields. I get made fun of last year rooting for Justin Fields? A lot. Get clowned by him for rooting for Justin Fields. A lot. How often? A lot. Justin Fields. Now he's a Justin Fields shooter. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. 
Justin Fields has improved though. I could admit when the, a quarterback has been super impressive Extremely to me. Better, yeah. Fields has been remarkable. You can't talk about Fields when I was up here praising him last yes, year. Yes, but you also thought Zach Wilson would be making this type of leap. Don't lie. I didn't know. <laughs> but you were you were adamant had making this you leap also after he sucked Zach for Wilson a month. Number two. So let's stop acting like I was the only one wrong about you. Were wrong about Zach Wilson no, because too. I, was I wrong? Because once he sure. showed me who Zach really that was, that's when I got out. You kept believing week after week after week after week. You believed. You stopped believing after the Broncos game. I stopped believing. What was his third game? I, I really don't remember. Was that his third game? Maybe this year? All right, so you game? guys, you guys went Baltimore. Well, obviously the three games: Baltimore, yes. Cleveland, Cincinnati. So it was Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England. Pittsburgh, Miami, game winning drive, good game against Miami. It, it went look, downhill. Look, the Broncos. Look at his game. numbers, bro. Of course, I know. I'm saying that. he had two ten against Miami. He had one ten against Green Bay. He had one twenty one against Denver. What are we talking about three fifty five against. Yes, New you stop believing like in the Green Bay Broncos game. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. It took me longer to get off the Zach you Wilson train. You stayed on train. about as long as you possibly. could. I'm surprised you're still even kind of holding of out hope a little bit. Listen, I'm done with Zach Wilson. I can't. You're done? I can't. Are you done? Zach Wilson. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because Joel. You know what Joel said a few weeks ago? He said, he "said Joel." When Zach Wilson goes off, I remember you doubting him. I'm remembering <laughs> you. So if Zach Wilson went off, he's going to say, I doubted him. Now that Zach Wilson sucks, he's trying to bring up, oh, well, you always won, Zach. You had him. Come on, bro. No, no, no. Come on. We know how it felt bro, about I'm Zach giving, over these we, last can, month. Can I have we, to root can for him. We agree? He's the Jets quarterback. Can, can I'm going to root for him. Can we agree to also agree on this one? <laughs> agree to disagree, whatever. Can we agree that you thought you were high on Zach Wilson, too? Coming into the year, yes. Okay, after these couple of games, you left. There's no doubt. Was I wrong for saying that, oh, you're going to you, see? the face for of sure. Zach. For sure. If Zach wasn't on the Jets, I uh, oof, I don't know. Yeah. I had I had to be in on him. I had no other choice. The thing is, it was written in the stars for Zach to be successful. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, you bring in two tight ends. I just don't. You, bring, you draft Brees Hall. You have a solid offensive line that has gotten beat up, but when healthy, it's good. Brees Hall it went down. Life well. got horrible for Exactly. Zach, it was raining the stars for no, him to be once good. Once Brees went down, it really it showed once you the Brees real went Zach. down, bro, this offense lacks explosion. Showed you the real Without Zach. Brees, because Zach can't consistently make explosive plays. He can't. No way. He needs a receiver or and the running backs. James Robinson and Michael Carter are not explosive type players. They're not breaking off the runs Brees can. And I love Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, but. Zach can't hit guys. He Garrett, can't hit wide-open guys. He can't hit guys in the flat. So when you have no explosive plays and you're relying on running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, and hope Zach can make a play here or there, it's going to be hard to watch that but offense. My, my problem with you right now is that I feel like you're copping out, right? Ooh. And this, this is why. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Did I not say once Brees went down, we don't want to see what this offense looks like? For sure. But this is why. You were the one is, that – He was the one that – You were kind of happy. Yes. I was not happy. You wasn't happy. He, he was, was like, now he's been wrong. Exactly. He's been wrong. For lack of better words, you were happy. He's been wrong, and he's trying to spin this on me somehow. Like, bro, no, you no, no, no. I'm not trying to spin. it. I was wrong. There's no doubt. But you are trying to cop out by saying, "Oh yeah," but I wouldn't have really believed in him if he wasn't the Jets quarterback. Come on, bro. Get I mean, out of here. Obviously, get it's out of here. Now I like it is easy to say now. I like, tra- easy to I say like now. Trey Lance more. Like, can we? Can we? Okay. We said it earlier in the I, season. I, I was like Trey Lance. I was more. wronger about Zach Wilson. There's no doubt. But big fat wrong. Let's stop acting like you was. <laughs> you was. Wrong. You was like you wasn't wrong. Joel, Joel, Joel. Be honest. You can't just throw that in his face for being wrong. When no, you were also wrong. You just can't be the one to do. You both take the L. And if Trey, don't get me wrong. You get a lower case. I'm going to take no, the no, L because no, my God. But you, 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 you said, said you were wrong 
Big like, fat rock. Yeah, like, you know, is he, like, he not been the face of Zach Wilson, bro? He, he gets a, he gets a capital L. You get a lowercase L. You both get L's, though. We're talking we're talking about different types of L's. No, but you still get an L, though. Don't try to walk away from that L. I'm not trying to say I'm non-deserving. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying there's been a lot of guys I had preferred over Zach that Joel okay, has not. Okay, like simple, Trey Lance. Simple like Trey terms. Lance, like well, Jalen Hurts. still an L right now. Simple terms. Uh, who would you, you rather have right now? I don't know. Nah, I'd rather, I mean, listen, you still have the, the yeah, idea. You have the mystery box. Okay, I'll take the mystery exactly. box. Okay. That's the mystery box. But I mean, also, be fields. fair. Be fair. I want your honest answer. Okay. Please give me your honest answer. All life spit is honesty. If Zach Wilson is on the 49ers and not Trey Lance, are you not high on Zach Wilson? Dude, I don't know. I don't know if Zach succeeds with the Niners. Damn. Let's keep it a stack. He's reached the all-time low if that's the case. Bro, we're Six. watching. We're watching the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Stop. Respect Davis Mills. Twenty third in QBR hasn't Davis been the Mills absolute the worst. worst. So? That performance was the worst this Listen, season for sure. Zach, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still in well, with all of this being like... said, I would still start Zach Wilson against Chicago. You could Salah could say that all he wants. Everything's up to evaluation. Got to watch the tape. But Mike White and Joe Flacco. They're just not. They're not doing anything. Mike for White you. was on a forty interception pace. Exactly. Mike White's just making he had too many interceptions. interceptions in like three games. Joe Flacco. I don't know. I give Zach the first half against Chicago. If he's really bad again, then you put in Flacco. But give him a chance against a defense that's not New England. You know what I mean? Look, Joe. I you shot. Twice, you though. shot over five. I shot over twenty. We both had bad games. Jesus. I had a worse game. I had a worse game, but you still had a bad game. To be fair, over twenty is historical. <laughs> over five is an off night. Yeah, like over twenty is, like is historically night. bad. <laughs> like, like, what about like, over fifteen? That's still, I think that's still historically bad. How about two for seventeen? I wouldn't. I don't think that's historical. I How think about Harden three has for done twenty seven. Three for no, nah, that's that's historical. I'm cutting too deep because that was. I think two for seventeen. <laughs> I've seen two for seventeen before, so that's not. I wouldn't say historically bad. Listen, bro, we're Jets fans. Look, it's you, fine. And, and this, the, and the, this team, is, the team's got to move on. I'm glad that there was some turmoil. And this is and this is for everybody oh, that's damn. watching Kittles as well. Because Fuck. oftentimes we get a lot in the comments. It's uh oh man, Joel just plays the role of contrary and all this stuff. I say crazy things because I really believe in him. You just saw me cry about Zach Wilson. <laughs> I believed in Zach Wilson. This wasn't something that I just came up here and I was like, you know, I'm gonna hype up this Jets quarterback. I believed he was gonna be oh, a know. great quarterback. I know. And when I believe in these players, I really believe because at the end of the day, I talk sports, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. That's oh, what I am. I'm yes. a fan that talks and I give you my raw, real oh. emotional reaction. And that's my emotional reaction. Zach Wilson, look at Jordan Schultz mentioned it. The numbers compared to Jamarcus Russell. If your name's next to Jamarcus anything, that's bad. It's hard to see me to see him come back from this. If he does, it's going to be a remarkable story. It would be. It's going to be a remarkable would, yeah, story. Like, Look at him. He's already setting himself that's a, up. That's the E60. He's already setting himself up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't like, but, like, if, this, if that does happen, I swear to God, I'm not acknowledging I, but it. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Like like Joe. Like Joe, you Joe don't said, know? I don't think it's going to happen. do you know for a fact? Look, I don't think it's going to happen. Like like Joe here is saying, I'm not going to set myself for, up for that, right? If Zach Wilson does good against the Bears and then lights it up against the Lions, I will still remain calm. I give you my word. I will still. I'm not believing you. I don't believe you. If he has like a two touchdown game and he looks like the guy, I will be like, easy up, Joel. Don't get, don't get back in. It starts I, with Chicago. It's for me. And, and this is, this is, it's so ironic because 
I'm tougher on so many other quarterbacks. Like, yeah, I am oh, we extremely know. tough on quarterbacks. I know. But when it comes to Jets quarterbacks, yeah. I'm lenient. Your, your brain turns to jello. <laughs> I am going to treat Zach Wilson the same way okay. I will treat other quarterbacks. I, I will believe it when I hear it. Define other quarterbacks. Oh, just Because uh, there's like 28 quarterbacks, and there's like two or three you have in a group that you treat to a little bit of different standard. Hurts into it, buddy. Not yeah. even. Hurts no, Hurts, he respects. No, 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 no. I've no. heard you respect Tua, Hurts. Tua has been... Tua he's been in a class of his Lamar own. Too. Lamar, too. Lamar, facts. I love Lamar Jackson. Oh, my God. Nope. Not having it. Why do we allow... Like, I've, I made it an There's emphasis of out. mine. There's an emphasis of mine when I came onto the show. I would put an end to this flip aside nonsense. Your thing, buddy. And I'll tell you what. It hasn't worked. <laughs> I've come on here and I've, to no avail, been able to... to to fix this, the mess that goes on in that Wait, brand can, of can, I, can I not say I love Lamar Jackson to be no. critical of this game? No, you cannot. But I love watching him play. No. He's you, somebody I genuinely like to watch play. But you love Zach Wilson. Have you ever been critical of Josh Allen? No. Yes. When? Come on, bro. <laughs> I've been very critical oh, no, yes, of yes, Josh yes, Allen. Yes, yes, he, he, took a, he took an offensive lineman over him. Yes, yes, no, but in the, yes. la- that, in that the last... Oh, my God. Year. And that well, was he, he was been nothing, There's been nothing really he can really say now. But before, it was... Just, he could have said it. he was very hard. What am what, used to call him trash? What would I be critical of Josh Allen about? Uh, critical of Burrow. I'm just asking anything. No. What has Burrow done to make me <laughs> critical of him? So, so these guys are too perfect. They're not perfect. perfect. A couple, but give games. me a moment that I'm supposed to be extremely critical. Well, the Steelers why, why game, Burrow win, the Steelers uh, game didn't Baltimore. say much about the first game. I didn't game. overreact. I, but I said it was a bad game. Why couldn't Burrow win in Baltimore? <laughs> he made a bad play to Patrick Queen. He, he, and Patrick Queen mm. intercepted him. Oh, but shame. I don't believe in Zach Taylor's play call. I do believe he's held back by the play call. The Bengals don't. I don't believe in Zach Taylor. I really don't. I don't. I'm not trying to. But I, I'll say Tua and Jalen Hurts. Right. That you mentioned the mm. quarterbacks like brackets because those are the two quarterbacks right now that I feel like have to prove something to me because they're in a great situation. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, I have to Rich. take these things into account. It's ridiculous. Like Burrow is winning drive against situation. his Colts. But back to Matt the Ryan's subject, I, blew from now on, the same way I'm, I'm keep the same I, energy. The standard I ask. keep for t- for other quarterbacks, <laughs> I will keep for Zach Wilson. If he happens to have two good games in a row, I won't overreact to them. I'll stay even okay. killed. I'll stay stone faced. I'll stay stone. So would you start Zach in Chicago? You go to Mike White Flacco. I like your idea of having him start the first half, and if he does poorly, sit him. I also wouldn't be surprised if Robert Sala Wednesday, which he said he'll make his decision Wednesday, is also going with another quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised either. There's a reason why I shorted his stock on Mojo. And you came up. (laughs) Yeah, I came came up up. a lot by doing that. So there's a reason I did that. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I like your idea because it does give Zach an ability to bounce back. And I feel like if if that is your second overall pick, you have to give him that ability to at least bounce back. I agree. And and see what he's made of uh, in that moment. But... For th- those are my feelings on Zach. You guys know, you know, that uh, yeah, you're it's in, been tough. You're in hell. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm at peace. I'd That's be what in I'll hell. Say. I'm at if peace. I saw Tua Tagovailoa doing all the things that you thought that Zach would be doing. Yeah, I'd be in hell too. Zach, well, I mean, Tua has, he's been good. Like he's been good. If that's the word you want to use. That that's on you. Do you want me to say he's been great? I, mean, I want you to tell the truth. Tua has been great this season. Correct. Yes, but I, I still. Don't know if this is sustainable on a year-to-year basis. That's where my worry is. That's your opinion? That's your opinion. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing with Tua right now. I don't know if it's sustainable on a year-to-year basis. It's a shame. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. I still want to see it more. I I do. That's just my opinion. Weren't you calling Zach Wilson a franchise quarterback and you didn't see anything? Yeah. That's how I am with Jets quarterbacks. 
So there's no doubt. But there are, there are quarterbacks I'm, I'm, I hold to a standard. Uh, we just mentioned it. When it comes to just quarterbacks, I'm highly emotional because I'm a Jets fan. It You're is biased. what it is. Yes, I'm biased. There's no doubt when it comes to the Jets and to some things too. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. we know. I want to see it on a year-to-year year, year year basis. Oh, so okay. Year to year so instead of moving game to game, now you're on year to year. Just because Zach Wilson played like shit, now you've no, it officially does changed your. No, it criteria. does depend on uh, game to game. It does too. You know, it really just depends. It just really interesting. depends. Interesting. It just depends. Very interesting. All right. All right. Like we talked about it last week when we had when we had a tour segment that the second half of the season there's going to be tougher defenses. If he goes, I'm right. I'm, I'm grateful. Yes, honestly, if he, you guys play the Niners. Yes. Yeah, they do. If he goes through them and he's playing at this efficiency, my opinion does change. There's no doubt. I've already said it'll move. Wait, what's your opinion right now? Just so we know, like, what's changing? I feel like he's in a great system. Okay. And there's no – he's playing at a great level, God. but he's in a great situation, and we've seen quarterbacks in this situation be great. Ryan, same, same with Hurts, Ryan right? Tannehill, he wasn't even as in as good of a situation as this one. But he had a 117 passer rating in 2019 and won two playoff games with the Titans. And I know Derrick Henry went off for those two mm-hmm. games. And they were up on the Chiefs in an AFC championship. Tannehill, 2020, had another amazing efficient season. He was a top seven quarterback statistically, consensus. But we knew he wasn't really a top seven quarterback. So there are times when a quarterback is playing well because of the surrounding parts and the thing is, they don't Noah, they don't hold up to that. It's twenty four years old. But you don't think even like like because with uh, Hertz, right? We That's talked about it. And Two, about, yeah, this well, Jared Goff was Stop young with McVeigh. Stop but, saying Jared Goff's name and two is in the same sentence. But you don't think with Hertz, it needs to stop, bro? I'm being honest. I will never was, acknowledge was it Jared, ever again. Was Jared Goff not in an MVP conversation? I'm going to be honest. Was. After he this was. episode, anytime you do that, bring up Tua and Jared Goff in the same breath. Pretend I'm not on the show. Because it's rude and disrespectful. Alex Smith, Smith in 2018, before Mahomes took over, wasn't an We're MVP talking about candidate. It yeah, but we knew playoff time. They would always. No, I know. That's what I'm His saying. His numbers so. weren't this good. I know. That's what I'm saying. So Tua is first he didn't in have so top. many important he categories. He did, like, he Jared Goff, yeah, was he ever time. first in anything? He, so. he was first in passing. I would say he probably was first at like yeah. around this time in the year, maybe I mean, not the end, but right now we're in 2022. Back then it was 2017, 2018. He was playing at an amazing level. He was. I mean, Monday Night Football, the Chiefs and the Rams dueled. Like, that was that an was, amazing game, but yes, let's yes. not highlight Bro, that. As that the, was an amazing game. The talk after that game was Jared like Goff and Mahomes is going to be a rivalry for years to come. That was the talk after that game. Back-to-back years of 4,700 yards, 32 touchdowns, 12 picks. That's his, that's that 2018 it. year was very good. Yeah. Very good. That's why it's not a and knock. And the year after he lost Todd Gurley, correct? 2019, yeah, that's when right. Gurley was there, but he wasn't. They he weren't wasn't Gurley. Never the same, correct? Yeah. That's a shame. After 2019, yeah, I mean, 2020 put up 4,000 yards, 20 to 13. But even now, he's playing well in Detroit. He's not playing bad in Detroit. They put just won three straight games. He has an. Yo, they're uh, sneaky. Yeah, they're he, sneaky. he has a what? A, above 90 passer rating this year. Uh, he has 83. Oh, sorry, that's uh, that's games. That's games, yeah. Um, passer rating, passer rating. Here we go, 93. He's been playing well this season. Like he's not a bad quarterback. You know, so I just I want to see it sustained because I don't think the league has figured out McDaniel's scheme. Like from the Cleveland game, there was I think a, a coach or a scout or one of those somebody on Cleveland that said Mike McDaniel's for every adjustment we made defensively, there was an adjustment to the defense. So like every time they drop back, like they had an answer for whatever Cleveland was running. 
right now McDaniel is in that mode where just everything he's calling is like just working. So I want to see when a defensive coordinator takes away the stuff that they want to do, if Tua can go away. That's not for me to figure out. That's for a defense coordinator to figure out. I'm just saying that's an unstoppable <laughs> offense right now. And I'm not just mm. saying that in a very uh, 2020 hindsight type of manner. I'm just meaning you have two guys that are probably the fastest at their position. Not only are they meticulous route runners, they also have the ability to beat you over the top. You cannot stop either of well, them. The Niners, Niners going to be a good game because this is their system. This is what McDaniel's bringing over. So this is going to be a great yeah. test. If anyone knows, it's going to be D'Amico Ryans. And then even it against, you, mentioned it. Right now. you mentioned it against the Browns, right? We didn't even see Waddle and, and Tyreek be at the forefront of the attack. They were, but they didn't have the stats to show it. They, they were... You understand what the, I'm saying, I know, though? They I know. weren't the recipients of why the Dolphins were so dominant. Yes, yeah, they were crucial because the attention goes to them. The Browns are trying just, to stop them. It's just not exactly. But that, Correct. That's yes. Correct. They're trying to stop them, and even still, you think you're stopping them, it's not going to happen because Trent Sherfield can get his. Jeff Wilson's a good enough running back that he can get his. Raheem Moster is still solid. Mike Kosicki is still a, a decent option. I refuse to give him that respect. But I the Browns don't, like don't have the type of personnel that their third corner can match up consistently like they had Ward many and Emerson what, what teams do the 49ers can match up cornerback wise just their defensive line giving Tua less time to throw how is Tua, is Tua gets the ball out faster than like anyone. how is Tua gonna look when he's pressured consistently I mean these are all things that I haven't seen this season you know that and that I want to see Tua's pocket presence has been amazing this year, but I still can't predict how it's gonna happen. How he's gonna be when he's pressured consistently and they're in his face all day. And the Bills aren't, aren't they one of the better? They weren't in his face all day because they because Tua gets the ball out. I'm just saying, like, is that gonna hap- happen though? It'll happen against the better defenses, but this is this the thing. There's like maybe when, three or four. When the defenses, when there's a team that figures, play the Bills again. That's a fact. They're when not, there's a team, healthier. when there's a team that figures the Dolphins out. If it happens anytime soon, I'm not sure. But if a defense has a good game plan against them, that's now going to be copied. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's what ha- like that's what happened with the Bengals, and that's why they had they're having a slow offensive start this season. Although they they're starting up, sure. to pick it up, that's why when the Rams the went Chiefs, to quote unquote with Tyreek over the top, yeah, the two high last year they struggled to start the year with the Rams in in 2018 or 19, I believe, when they went to the Super Bowl, they Belichick. only scored three points because Belichick. Game plan for them perfectly. The entire league copied it. They didn't make the playoffs the very next year. So that's what I want to see when a team is, when they're, the NFL is able to figure this offense out a little bit, how is it going to look? And that's my main concern right now. Which That's why yeah, I'm not ready. Hold on to a hope and a prayer. I, no, I'm I'm, that's you. why I'm the, not ready to crown might him, not be figured you know? out the, this year. The offense at some point is going to get figured out to the point that these receivers aren't going to be as wide open as they are. But there's nothing that Tua has done that makes me think that when the receivers are less open, he's still going to find them. He's Facts. still one of the most accurate quarterbacks them open in the NFL. Also, he has great anticipation, that I, great I, touch. He could th- he could fit it in windows. Like the receivers, eventually, are not going to be this open. But Tua has proven this year that they don't need to be wide open for him to and him in this offense. Talk to him. Talk to yeah, him. Yeah, true. And he's been phenomenal this season. But I also want to see how that looks like. I'm not just going to assume that. Not, like there's going to be no change in efficiency in the level of play. I want to see it and I once I see it then I make my opinion off that but I want to see it I don't oh, just want to I just we don't can. I don't want to I don't want to just and that's that's also the same thing with Jalen Hurts why I'm not just out of like just Jalen Hurts franchise guy automatically I love his intangibles has been playing bad recently in your opinion he's been playing decent 
I think the Commanders game. I feel like even that, like even against the, we're going to talk about it later. So I'll wait. Uh, against the, against the Commanders, I felt like he did the, everything. The right. Commanders were able to stop the run, and that led to some issues for them at least offensively. They made explosive. Their most hurts, explosive plays. God, the receivers exactly. made mistakes. Hurts, hurts. Quez Watkins. That throw was phenomenal, and that would have put them in position to the score. The AJ Brown one was fucking perfect. The last, but then the that last drive of the game. Unbelievable. But the last drive of the game, Hurts does run into a sack. He did. So that I'm like, okay. But then he had a game winning drive this past weekend, Sunday. Yeah, but you know, are you really gonna just say it's a game winning drive and not add context to that he situation? Had the two biggest plays of the drive, the fourth down and a touchdown. Yes, they ran the what ball down the, the field because the Colts couldn't stop the run and they killed the clock. It's honestly, the fourth it's down. Play, what do you, what do you mean entirely with the fourth down? It was fourth down. He called his own number and he rushed for the first, and then he had a touchdown. You're right. Two biggest I have, plays. I the have drive. the I have the tenth drive right here. I actually was doing notes on it earlier. In the beginning of the drive, hurts. He made the wrong read on the option play. He did. Yeah, I know he gave that. it to the running back. I mean, um, he kept it. He should have gave it to the running back, yeah. and he kept it. And all game long, that was a consistent thing where he wasn't sure about who to give it to the option because the Colts were playing the <laughs> running back for most of the game because they wanted Hurts to run it because they were having a defender right there waiting for him if he did. He was making the wrong decision on those option plays for the most part. He had a couple bad decisions there. Then Hurts underthrew the goal ball to Mayo Sanders, Yeah, which it was DPI. Well, why are we calling it an underthrow when it was a flag? Because Miles Sanders was, it was on a no, goal I understand ball. It was also, that, it, it, it would have been a, a, it's, it's a throw only a few quarterbacks can make. He's on the left side of the yeah, field making it, it like, 50 yards. It was a DPI, right but the ball was not catchable. The defensive player did not even make it a, a chance at Listen, the ball. Listen, that happens all the time in the NFL. Absolutely. They even brought up saying, how can we negate this so it's not such a crazy penalty? Because it's impossible for the defender to realize because you're going back and the guy all of a sudden stops and you're both running full speed, you're gonna run into him, or at least you're gonna yeah. hold him. But that to Joe's point, why did he stop? Why did Sanders? Because he was stop? underthrown. Yes, and yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. The ball was underthrown. Yes, did they get the favorable call? Yes, there's no doubt. But I also take that into account when evaluating Jalen Hurts. Hurts has been just, great. The all play just year, doesn't. Bro. It's Hurst not that I just don't count it no more. Hurst the microscope to the television. And then when you after, watch some people. and then after the DPI. They just ran the ball the entire drive. They, they, didn't pat, they didn't, and it how was much, with the How backs. much time was left when they started running the ball down after the DPI? How much time was left? Less than two minutes. Exactly. So yeah. you kill the clock. The Colts that, can't though? use timeouts, I'm and just you saying, win the game. With the, for the rest of the drive, Perch did not pass. For me, and at he least, still had the two biggest plays of the drive. Can I finish? For me, at least, that gave me the impression <clears throat> that the Eagles didn't want him to pass that drive. Well, they were succeeding on the ground. They so, were getting first down after first down. So they ran the ball, and then Hurts had the fourth and two run, and then he had the touchdown. Hurts had the touchdown, but can we also look at the defensive play call on that and say that that was Again, a horrible it's play just call? Every well, time they were, to... yes, they were going for the pass. They were in shotgun. They had three or four receivers out there. Bro, They're thinking Riv, that's pass, like, that's and like, then the lane opens up, and that's Jalen Hurts. He's going to go Riv, run that, touchdown and win this the game. Is, this, this is the play that went on. The Eagles are in spread, yeah. right, which means the wide receivers are spread out. The mm. corners are covering them. Play it's a light box because there there's all receivers yeah, on the outside. There is nobody spying Jalen Hurts. Stupid. He just takes it and goes, and that's the equivalent of somebody leaving Steph Curry open for, th for three. Okay, so it's uh, we're, 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 like, we're yeah, blaming yeah, Jalen like, Hurts for making the perfect that's read on I'm, the play. That's exactly I'm just what I'm like, saying. Bro, Hurts, how I'm about we give credit where credit is due? Because if there was Fuck a QB the spy and there's a receiver opening, he throws it, that's the right play too, but we don't know. The you defense say, made a mistake and Jalen Hurts took Hurts advantage. Made a good play, but you can say that's still a bad play, Colin. You can say but, both. Like the way you, your quarterback took... What if he didn't run it? 
and he threw it incomplete on interception. Yeah. And the that's replay gonna, shows there's a wide open lane. To t- we're we're going to sit here and blame Jalen Hurts because the Colts made a mistake? No, no the shouldn't. Colts made a mistake. And they still had a chance with his guy, Matt Ryan, who he's been talking up all year. He went four and out. He looked old. That's who the Colts are. While the Eagles, the better team, my agenda this season, it's okay, buddy, next year. My agenda this season, they won the game. Jalen Hurts is having the breakout nah, year. I don't want to hear it, bro. I don't want to hear it. So you don't mention the great throws Matt Ryan had in the game. The <laughs> second, was, the, the second, hold up. But the second to last drive, he he hit Paris Kibble between two defenders yeah, no. on a corner yeah, route. Yeah, he fire. set them up. To, All to he score. needed was a field Matt, goal at the in the last was that, drive. Was Matt Ryan bad in that game? He needed no. a Can field you actually goal. tell me Matt Ryan was bad? Was in that Jalen game? Hurts? They were, no, they both he was bad. all right. I'm, I'm, he not, was all I'm right. not sitting here. You're shitting on Hurts. You're making the a right microscope decision. and you're watching everything that Jalen Hurts. You're does. watching you're the being negative super stuff. Hypercritical. Watching all the negative stuff. Not in a bro. negative way. I'm you're just analyzing being, it. That's no, what no, I'm you're doing. Over analyzing. No, I'm just. Bro, he's been analyzing. one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league this year. One of the most accurate deep ball throwers. He's improved significantly. He's been, he's been amazing for seven. It's out like of also games. he's been great. He, he was, was he was great against the Commanders. If AJ was. Brown, which he, he put a perfect his receivers deep, failed him. That would have been an extra fifty yards and probably a touchdown for him. The, if Wes Watkins doesn't fumble the ball, that's gonna be a touchdown. Dr- like there's so many things Dallas that even Goddard and that fumbled and that's a game that people stuff. hurts or people are labeling hurts as bad when that is they're he's not the reason they lost. No, nah, I don't think he's the, the reason. Commanders one. I don't think so either. I never said he was. I, Riv, I'm sorry, Riv just said he's been good seven out of the nine weeks. That's why great. I pushed back. He's been great. It's okay to say he hasn't been great every single game. You're say, you're telling me here, like, yes, I know. It's a good decision by Hertz to take the ball and run it as well. But I can also come to the, to the conclusion that, wow, the defensive coordinator called this play that wasn't like if I was playing Jalen Hurts. That's not what I call. I know, you bro, know what I'm saying. So it's that's first what and I goal. It's first and goal. We know how this Eagles offense was moving. Like maybe it's not specifically that game, but their offense all year has been one of the best in the league. First and goal. They they could run the ball. They could throw the ball. Like they likely would have scored a touchdown there. That's all I'm saying. They got stopped in the red zone early in the game. They got stopped multiple times and it but forced them to take field goals. What do we talk about? Jalen Hurts is intangibles in the big time, in prime time, when he has to make a play. Intangibles matter play. as a quarterback. But talk why, about that as but a leader. This is, the, this is where we have the disconnect. That game-winning Eagles drive, you are pointing to Jalen Hurts as, yeah, that's all him. Because that, that's counts, all as, him. that counts as a game-winning drive for him. On his stat sheet. It does. Yes. But when I'm but watching every- the game, I don't look at him as the catalyst of that drive. So who was the catalyst? The running game. They had a big DPI. And who's He's one of the part main of the aspects game. of the running game? Dude. It was Miles Sen- Bro, to get to the to the goal line, I look at the running backs that, that were running and were gashing the goal. Is Colts. that not the smart play call? I'm not saying it's not a smart play call, but I'm saying that's why I'm not that's why I'm not jo- that's Joel's why I'm like, not saying stop. Jalen Joel's Hurts like, is the main catalyst like, of the drive. Joel's saying I would rather Jalen Hurts be impressive than the Eagles win the game. The Eagles are saying let's win the game. Wait, so I never are you, are said you saying that, that they that Miles Sanders getting the ball was a good play, but are you knocking Hurts for not getting the ball in that drive? He's not. He's not, not giving credit. I'm, not, Hurts I'm any just credit. not saying. Oh my gosh, the the Eagles won only because of Jalen Hurts. No only saying, because of Jalen Hurts' greatness that? in that last drive mm-hmm. is Joel, the reason Joel, the, the Eagles with won. The manipulation of words. Who is That's saying exactly that? what you guys That's are saying. Not, basically, no, it is not. You guys want me to give all the credit to Jalen Hurts no, when I'm like, that's listen, not what it was a combination do. of these no, things. That's not what we want you to do. That's what I'm saying. Stop taking a microscope yes. and overlooking been, and overanalyzing you're super, everything. You're super negative about Tua and about Jalen Hurts. You always pick out the negative when bro, there's I'm all sorry. the other quarterbacks. You want to check out the positives. I'm sorry that when I watch film, I don't just 
press space bar on the play, look at it, and like, good play. I don't know. I actually pause it, I'll and I'm like, honest. what coverage if are they running? If you've watched Tua and Jalen Hurts this year and have not been impressed, I, I don't know what you're watching. Who said I wasn't impressed? Who said I, I was <laughs> I who said I wasn't impressed? You said this year. Was I impressed by Hurts versus the Colts? No. It was an all right game. He had like 270 total yards, 70% completion percentage. To me, watching Won it, the it game, was a game-winning all drive, right game. Game-winning touchdown. But Jalen Hurts has definitely been impressive. And we even, with Jordan Schultz, I don't know if you guys heard me, but I would take Tua over Jalen Hurts because in obvious passing situations, I do believe in Tua more than Jalen Hurts. That's a fact. Jalen Hurts, to me, still feels like when there's a big-time moment, he's, kind of little, he's pressing a little bit. We haven't seen that much this season because the Eagles have been dominating games. But versus the Commanders and versus the Colts, we saw that, and I didn't come away with, wow, Hurts just has this clutch gene. I didn't come away with that. I mean, against Commanders, sure, you could say that. Against the Colts, they won the game, and sure, he had no passing yards, but he made the two most important plays of the drive. Jalen Hurts, we got to stop thinking of quarterbacks as just these guys who are going to stand in the pocket. This new generation of quarterback, you are a playmaker. You're not a passer. You are a playmaker. Why did we fall in love with Zach? The ability for him to gather the pocket, make throws off platform, his mobility. Being a playmaker at quarterback, which is what Jalen Hurts is, you have to take that into account when you don't see the passing numbers just fly off the screen like you do with Tua. What he brings with his legs makes up for his deficiencies right now with his arm. He's not an elite passer like Tua right now. No. But he's still completing over 65% of his passes, 72% against the Colts. And, and that's what we're looking at Jalen Hurts saying, no, he's still got to be better. That's when you know he's taking a significant leap because he did this last year. This would be his best game of the season. Yes, there's no doubt. He's taking a significant leap. So pardon me for holding him to the standard of the great quarterbacks that we revere in this league. Uh, we know we know Hertz is just above good. Now, when I watch him, is is he franchise franchise top level good? And now he's under. Okay. Why wouldn't I put a microscope on that when I'm analyzing it? Why I have bro, I literally write every drive so that happens. It's a week eleven game, and he won the game. Looking and at on looking the road at, against looking the Colts, at the looking at the drive. With some momentum. He came down the field and won. I'm it, looking at they were the down drive. double digits, okay. and he was able to come back. Also, you ignore the fact that AJ Brown did fumble after the Philly was actually getting some momentum after a Jonathan mm-hmm. Tabor, and Jonathan then the Colts T- fumbled right after, so it kind of negated. No, it was, it was, Colts a, it was actually com- Colts fumbled. AJ Brown correct, then correct, fumbles. You're, right, you're correct. You're correct. So now this is two weeks in a row that his receivers let him down while they're moving the football. That I'm all I'm looking saying, in the middle of the game. Joel, let me finish. You spoke a lot. All I'm saying is we need to pump the brakes on taking a microscope when this was a, a challenging game. Every week is challenging, especially on the road, especially when you're riding high on an 8-1 record as of before the win. To, to win this game being down double digits, let's speak on that. I'm going to continue to be objective. I, hear, I look at the Shocker. drives here. <laughs> In the fourth drive of the Eagles, the Eagles' fourth drive, Jalen Hurts made the wrong read on an option play. There was no room up the middle for Gainwell, and Hurts should have kept it, and that that stalled the drive. On their fifth drive, Hurts was about to throw. Defender bats the ball down, and he fumbles. That Jalen Hurts fumble. You didn't mention Jalen Hurts also fumbled because it took too long to throw and Mm -hmm. didn't sense pressure. That play also happened. What's that, like his fucking... Third fumble of the year. Oh, but that's not a bad play. Come on. Oh, now we're just going to ignore it? Because he has so many more positive plays than negative ones. On the sixth drive, he made the wrong read on an RPO. 
Seriani went for it on fourth and ten. I thought that was a bad play called on the close thirty nine yard line. Hertz had pressure, but he also had AJ Brown yeah, wide open on a crosser. He, did. a crosser. Yep. he didn't was, see it. He didn't make that throw. He he actually ran out of bounds yeah, and didn't even ha- give the ball a chance to be in play. Seventh drive, Hertz another bad option decision. Three and out. The eighth drive, I wrote it here. Great drive by Hertz. Use his legs to extend the drive. Quez Watkins beat Kenny Moore. There was miscommunication on that play by the Colts in the secondary. Dot, so it was a great throw, but I also say uh, the Colts <laughs> kind of messed that up. I'm just done listening, man. <laughs> and then the Eagles' nine try, the A.J. Brown fumble. Why am I listening? That was crazy, bro. <clears throat> there was a miscommunication. Why? But it was, I don't, It's still a great throw. It's still a great throw. But I still also look at the other stuff that happened. So for me, I'm not disregarding the game-winning drive, but I also have these other drives written down here where I'm like, Hurts didn't look good. He was the fumble, missing A.J. Brown on an open crosser on 4th and 10 when he was open. He had about three, two to three yards of separation. I look at those plays too. You want me to mention how great he's been, how phenomenal. I bet you you wasn't about to be up here mentioning that fumble, not even once. Why Why can't I mention the bad plays? I just, just got to talk about rainbows and sunshine. It, it took like 15 minutes for you to mention the fumble. Because I went back in my notes. I have it written here. Yeah. Fumble was bad. Really, It was really fucking bad. It happens. It happens. Josh Allen's leading the league in interceptions. Oh, so, it ha- so, when, I, so when he makes a great throw, it happens. You know, so Wait, what are we doing here? What happens more often? We can't meet in the middle What with happens this? more often this year? I'm just saying with this subject, we cannot meet in the middle and say, was Hurts great in this game? Was he phenomenal? Was he no, excellent? No, he wasn't great. Was, he wasn't great. Was he all right? He was, yes. Yeah, he had a, he had a okay, fine game. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But Did like, I say he was bad? But it's like a fine game for him. He completed 70% of his passes, 252 right. touchdowns. Okay, so he made, I, made a couple mistakes. Like, okay, sure. He's, if he's much better, we can blow them out. Like Mac, Jaylen, Jones, Mac Jones completed 80% of his passes, 250-plus yards passing. Was he, a lot of that and, is just and, the Jets can tackle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is it not true? We both watched every what, snap do, of the game. Do you see this double standards going on right now? Is it not true? Come on, bro. Mac Jones had a I'm not saying it wasn't true, but I'm saying I, I could I could come up here and say, yo, Mac Jones had an amazing game. 80% completely. We made more impressive throws. Mac Jones or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, no okay. doubt in that game. But, we're not but what I'm that, talking that, about cool. is that you can look at Mac Jones and say, oh, he completed 80% of his passes, but oh, he was just all right. But because the stats say Hurts was better than you think, I can't just say he's all right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? I'll come, uh, you know, I'll be a Jalen Hurts fan the remainder of the show. The remainder of and the you year, was about to come forever. out here, and you was about to come Playoff up here, wins. act like Matt Ryan was bad. Matt Ryan <laughs> played good. He played good. <laughs> Your boy lost, bro. I'm he sorry. lost, but he played well. Okay, Who, doesn't but matter. He, he lost. played. He played well. He played. He, he made lost. some big boy throws. <laughs> he made some big boy throws. Bro, he had a chance to be Matty Ice, and he folded. Yeah, you and you. He's and, no longer Matty Ice. Yeah, bro, you act bro. like you weren't biting your nails through the entire game because the Colts doubt. had them on the road. No, because all I was the told was the Eagles can't come back if they're losing. And well, they did it against Washington. They didn't. They didn't. And they did it the next week against the Colts. Oh, the Colts suck though in your opinion. They're they're pretty mid. Okay, so why are you hyped about hard, this game? It's hard <laughs> to win in this game in this league. The Vikings just lost 40 to 3. It's three hard to crazy. win in this league. You take a win on the road any day of you take a we win. Them, period. The, the Vikings lost 43. The Jets beat the Bills. It's hard to win in this league, bro. Was it the most pretty win? No. The Eagles have plenty of fucking blowouts on their resume. Now they have a cut. Now they have a, a close game win because everyone said they can't come back in the fourth quarter. They can't win close games. They just did. How many? That, okay, and it was down eleven. Winning. Okay, okay. Nice comeback. Beating the Colts is your basis now for saying, "Oh, this team could definitely come back if they're down against San Fran." Oh, this team can definitely come back if they're down against Dallas. 
I don't view the Eagles in that tier. No, I'm looking at when they face the better teams. I'll, can they do that? No, obviously. Already, but for the Eagles, for the Eagles to beat those teams, they have to be on top of their game. You there's 17 games in the season. And that, you're and not going to be sharp 17 times. No. If you win when you're not sharp, you have a pretty good football team. You have a pretty good coaching staff. Okay, so so you're sold on the Eagles playing from behind. You you don't have any concerns about them. I don't. I don't think they're going to play this bad. I hope in the playoffs when it's the big time, big moment. You have no concerns about them playing bad from behind. I definitely think they can play from behind for sure. So you think it, this, you think no, they'll excel? No, I thought the same thing before this game. The Commanders game was weird, bro. They had three fumbles, two of them on huge plays for the offense. One of them was an interception. Sorry, that wasn't Jalen Hurts' fault. The other one was a fumble, two on explosive plays, forty plus yards down the field. It's a weird day. And this game, they had a bunch of penalties. There was one drive. They were first and 35 at one point. Like, you it, that a few it, times. it was a weird game. Like, the play calling on some of the third downs was weird. I don't know. But it, they played a bad game. They weren't up to par to the Eagles, we know. And they still won on the road. You have to give them credit for that. They deserve credit. I am just not sold on the Eagles now coming from behind because they beat the Colts. To me, this is exactly what I have here in my notes. Eagles concerns. Not sold on them when they play from behind. Feels like they press under pressure. When the easy stuff isn't there, what does Hurts do? That's exactly what I have written. Nick Sirianni went for it on fourth and ten. I, a I, better I, offense. I agree. A better offense with that field position takes advantage. A better offense. What's their two in the league? We talk, the, no, no. Are, a better offense than the Colts. Oh my! my takes apologies, advantage my of that field position. So do and you, I, and do maybe you, do you Nick Sirianni. Come out the NFC or now just like you know after these two games, I have kind of been like over against the commanders. The the NFC is wide open. Slump in the in weeks ten and eleven. I think the NFC is wide open. In the two weeks slump, you go. So if we beat Dallas, is it are we back to being favorites? It's just so much change from week to week. It's a road game, and the NFC things change week to week. But if you if you if you after these two weeks against the commanders and the Colts, you have your doubts, and then we go and we beat Dallas. Is that who you play next week? Oh no, Dallas next plays. Week. We play New York soon. I know I don't like to live in ifs and buts. <coughs> Obviously, that's just not how I like to function. But the the ball to AJ Brown was a dot. That's a minimum of I know, forty I agree. yards. I agree. That's that's on AJ Brown, right? No, I agree. The right. commander so game was just weird. Just one, it, there's just moments in a game. Especially in the regular it's season, sometimes right. things yeah. just just happen. No facts. It's Seventeen games. But I'm saying, Price like, Watkins gets a dime pass to him. This is like 40, 50 yards yeah. down the field. He fumbles the ball. It, like these are things that just happen with through the course of the game that can easily change the outcome. I agree, but so, I think I think the Commanders game was weird, which I, I think you can bypass that one. The Colts game, we didn't look good. I'm not gonna say it, act like we did it, but you weren't your normal self. But he said he you, you think your your idea of us changed after two games, two stinkers, with the Commanders one more on the receivers, and the Colts game is just as a whole. So I'm asking if we go out and we beat a good team, does your opinion go back to oh no, the Eagles are legit just like we was before? Not necessarily. For for one, I think the problem with the Eagles is that. The entire schedule before the Commanders game, outside of Jacksonville, and now was weird weather conditions. They it, they have it's been dominant performances. The defense, the offenses are getting stifled by the Eagles. Um, the offense of the Eagles, I mean, everything is there. Nothing is taken away by anything. Even Dallas couldn't take it away. I now see that Dallas looks better defensively, and. I, I do think in another matchup with Philadelphia, Dallas will be better prepared for what they have to throw at them. So I think that game was a much closer game. And in that game, I'm kind of like, okay, Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Who am I going with? 
I think the Cowboys and the Eagles game is a toss-up. Right now, I don't believe there's a favorite in the NFC. I am. I've brought the Eagles lower, and I think the teams that can That's the teams so that can make it out the NFC are the <laughs> the Cowboys, Niners, Eagles. Do not. Do not. And the Vikings are fringe for me. Okay. Oof. That's fair yeah. statement. Mm-hmm. Fair statement. They just fair scored statement. three points. Uh, I just did not the want them to say the Vikings. Oh. But fringe just, is fine. The Vikings just scored three points. That was an embarrassing performance for sure. In a game. Yeah. Listen, I don't disagree. The Cowboys the have a really good team. The, the Niners have a really good team. But I just don't like two weeks and now like the Eagles are brought it's down a notch. Like they have, we have, a, we have a nine week sample size here. Against teams that I don't respect much. They smoked the Vikings. Yeah, they did. They, Everybody they handled, smoked the Vikings. They handled the, Cooper Rush. I get it. They handled Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush beat the Giants. I think the Giants <laughs> are not good. I don't, that doesn't move me. I'm just saying it's like a game that a team that's performing well right now, a well-coached team, lost. I mean, what do you think I'm saying about the Eagles here? I just think that the NFC is open. I do. I don't, no, I, don't that, view, I don't view the I don't. I don't view the Eagles as the Chiefs of the NFC either. I don't either. No, but I, I think your, your opinion went from seven Dolphins? games showed you something, then one huh? game doesn't. That's weird. What about the Dolphins? What about them? You're saying the Chiefs of the AFC. After I'm the Commanders saying, game, we I didn't do a podcast. Like very clearly. So you felt that way after so the Commanders after game. the Commanders game, we didn't do the podcast. Not entirely. Then after yeah, the Colts the game, Dolphins we're doing the podcast. So I'm this is there. me of two weeks of teams that have given the Eagles a fight. You know, this is me yeah. of two ga- two games that I've looked at and I've well, not yeah, come away very week. impressed. I think Green Bay. I don't know, man. That's tough. So now we're we're and I feel like Dallas is finding their I rhythm. I do. Yeah, I you think play uh, Green Bay, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints. Uh, some tough teams. I'll say three. Yeah. Giants. Well, Giants are banged up, but Titans. You got the Cowboys. Then um, you play the Commanders again, I think. Then the Giants. That's another game. That's a division game, so it's yeah. gonna be yeah, tough. You play the Giants week eighteen. Oh, we might sit everybody the way There's it's looking. Chance. There's a chance. Looking at Mojo, biggest risers and fallers in Week Eleven. The risers, Mike White, plus eight wow. percent. Zach Wilson might get benched. This is most uh, notes from Mojo that I've got. Yep. Isaiah Pacheco plus eight percent. He's up that fifteen carries, one hundred and seven yards. Great game. Josh Palmer is up six point five percent. He had a one hundred yard game, eight receptions, two touchdowns. Good old Joshy Palmer. Tony man. Pollard five point two nine percent. He's up. 15 carries, 80 yards, 6 receptions, 109 yards, 2 touchdowns. He's him. And these are the fallers. Kyle Pitts down 7% because of his injury. Zach Wilson down 7%. And Wandale Robinson down almost 9% because of his ACL injury. You're just so rude. He's now out for the season. But it it makes sense. Destroy prices. Destroy prices. Two went down $10 because of his concussion. Yeah, it makes sense, though, because this is a career projection and ACLs have shown in the past how much they can in, uh, impact the career. I wonder how long, Drew, do you know a torn MCL? Because I know ACL obviously done for the year. They were talking about four to six weeks. but That's I, what, If this happened in September, is he done for the year? That's mm, what I'm wondering. I don't know. Kyle Pitts? No. Yeah. I don't okay. think so. That makes me feel good. No. So based on these risers and fallers, who are some risers that you feel like this rise is not sustainable and fallers that – You'd buy the dip, or you're not going to touch that. Okay, player. so the obvious answer, uh, we're going to agree. Mike White, yes. not sustainable. All Mike right. White's not sustainable. Also, I like Isaiah Pacheco. He runs yeah. really hard. Um, Kansas City, I feel like just each year is going to have a new leading guy. They drafted Clyde in the first he's round. He's obviously not. Now he's he got hurt. 
Um, they have Jared McKinnon who gets involved. Oh, Pacheco, seventh round pick. They don't have the draft capital. He doesn't have the draft capital behind him. So I don't think he's going to be a long term solution at, for KC. And, and uh, I don't know. I, I like Pacheco. Pacheco is. Pacheco I like him too. Gives I don't me get me a wrong. lot of like. He's not Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard just, vibes. Yes, I, like I think him, Pacheco. But, and I tweeted this early in the year. Pacheco's going to eventually be the lead back in KC. Yeah, Ooh. Clyde. Lost his reps because Pacheco is really and good. Glad was playing well at the beginning Jared of the year. Jared McKinnon also gets burned. Yes, like, he does. Can't yeah. ignore More that. It's because game, they're more explosive uh-huh. running yeah. the ball than Clyde. Clyde is. Sure. It takes a while for him to accelerate. And it does. Pacheco and Jared McKinnon hit the holes. The the thing with McKinnon is that he kind of is over aggressive. He doesn't really see. He doesn't. He's not patient for things to open up. Where Pacheco, he has that patience to his game. Another riser. Samaji Pirine, after having a three-touchdown performance, yeah. that's another one that I'm not looking at and overanalyzing. That is definitely not sustainable. He had an unbelievable f- performance, credit to him. But ultimately, it's not one that I'm looking at and thinking that I want to invest long-term. And I, uh, Joe Mixon's still there. If Joe Mixon's going to miss time, it's not going to completely impact Samaj Pirine's production because Samaj Pirine, we understand and know who he is. He had a great outlier performance. Tony Pollard for me. Well, no, that's yeah, that's that, one that's, that's the easy one. Hey, that's one that's, that's a w. sustainable. It's a W. Pa- Pollard has been guy. unbelievable. Been saying that for years too. I got to give you credit on that. And I'm glad he's finally showing out. I am. I've been saying he's that for stud. like three years. It's amazing. Now. For fallers, I definitely buy Kyle Pitts now that he's lower. Yeah, I definitely because I do think Good with the better quarterback, he's gonna go back to being. You see a top the talent. Player. May I ask what, how Pitz. does Arthur Smith yeah. use him as a form of what other people <laughs> want him to be used as? So Arthur Smith uses Kyle Pitts in, as a decoy, and that's why his production hasn't been there in fantasy. It's actually insane. He uses him as a it's decoy. Genius. Fourth overall pick they used. Tell me it's not genius. As a decoy? How many wins do they have? How many do you think they'd have? Like two. Exactly. <laughs> Credit to Arthur Smith. Yeah. Defense is keying on Kyle right. Pitts so much that it leaves these other guys open. We're using Tyreek Hill as a decoy. And they're using him more as a blocker. Yeah. I mean, well, isn't that opening up his game, good. though? I mean, you're not wrong. He's, now he's learned, still... learning how to be a blocker type shit. Yeah, he, he's been a good blocker this year, but for people that are into like stats and production and even for himself it's not the best way Correct. but I, I do think that the the only reason why they're using him that way is because the falcons don't have a game changer on offense that a defense can key on that's not him mm-hmm. you know like drake, drake london, london is not that yet he's not that yet almost not yet he's not that yet but it just doesn't make sense to use arguably your best player on have offense london's been this a stud before? when like when have you used i just said Drew, does Tyreek Hill get used as a decoy no but I answer that question very easily. Okay, yes. Tua is, no. is his quarterback, and Mariota is not one of those guys that you're going to blindly. Is Garrett Wilson in. being used as a decoy in New York? Uh, I mean, no. who's getting him the football? But outside of last week, Garrett Wilson's been eating. No, for sure. So, yeah, there's no doubt. But where do you think the Atlanta Falcons' offense ranks right now in terms of scoring? Mm-hmm. Their rushing really top has seven? been huge. I was no, going to guess no. middle of the pack. Top seven? I was no way. Guess, like, They're 11th right now. Okay. Or, and they're rushing, not terribly off. Their rushing oh. offense is third in the yeah, NFL. No, What's their rushing passing? Amazing. It's 31st. Right. Well, that's 32? Gonna, Panthers? Rushing has been huge Jets. for them. Uh, uh, 30 versus Because it's, it's Algier. Who's 32nd? It's Cordero. I, I don't know. He didn't say. It's who's Caleb Huntley. Who's 32nd? I didn't say. I don't know who's 32nd. Probably the Panthers. But, I mean, they have an offense with Mariota is going to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, an offensive Mariota is going to be the worst ranked. Who's their quarterback next year? Can't be Mariota. That's what I'm saying. I think if they get a better quarterback who can actually make these high throws. Because be, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, the 10th or 12th pick. Just watching that Chargers Lamar game. Lamar sweepstakes? Lamar's not going to when I, when I went to watch that Chargers game, Mariota missed Kyle Pitts like 
seven times. Yeah. There have been there were times where Pitts had a one on one. He didn't even give him a chance. There were times where Pitts got behind the defense. He overthrew the ball. I was astounded. That that to <laughs> me was a 150 plus yard game. Yeah. If Mariota's a good quarterback, so that's why I'm not worried about Pitts. And I think Arthur Smith is using him well. If the Falcons can get one more receiver that threatens the defense, that will now open up Kyle Pitts. Get a quarterback. Yep, and a quarterback. Quarterback will do it. Zach Except Wilson, he's dropping, and I don't know if I'm touching him. I he even dropped more him. from this podcast. I actually because, just sold him. Yeah. My the, last $24 you, I had in there. <laughs> $24. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I know that must have been tough. Yeah. Well, you actually, hurt, did you hurt, did it hurt I'll you? be honest, not even a little bit. Oh, damn, wow. He was at Daniel what, Jones like $33. Or, or <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've uh, never seen a polo horse in the middle of the hoodie. Fuck with it? Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's, I actually it's do bizarre. like it. It's very when rare. When first got that, I was like, yo, what is it? Is it real? That? It is real, right? It is real, yeah. I got it from like Macy's or something. Very rare. I've never yeah. seen it in the middle of the hoodie. I've never, I've never seen it. And I was like, I've, I said the same shit. Very different. I've never seen anybody. Trying to check my tag. Bro's calling me out. No, no, of course not. USPA? I hope not. If it is. Oh, no, you're good. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. Yeah, do it. I know a woman named Ren. Ren? Yes. Mm. She a nice woman. She's okay. Okay. She's from California. I mean, can't not everyone could be great. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even talk about JT's one and only good drive. Jonathan Taylor. Uh huh. His touchdown. The first drive of the game, he had forty plus yards rushing. Yeah, yeah. And the Eagles after that just took away the run. <laughs> they did. Yeah. 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 Shut it down quick. Paris Campbell. He had some good plays. He had a he had a crucial drop. Nah, what was your what yeah. was your agenda for him? Just to be job. good? Yeah, just yeah. he's he's solid. He's, he's solid. been solid. Yeah, he's yeah. been, he's he been exactly like he's been a perfect wide receiver three. Yeah. He's solid. Damn. Yo, That's all I thought he was. That just reminded me of the throw that Matty Ice made to uh um, Alec Pierce. Yes. Yeah. That was a dart. Yeah. Matt Ryan's still gutsy. He's still got <laughs> He's gutsy. If there's anything he is, it's gutsy. The last drive, I mean, he took the sack, but I mean <laughs> Why? Why win the game? That sack was so dad, dude. No, like, it's just a, nobody's open. He's a team player. Get the L. Better draft pick. <laughs> player. Yeah, I mean, look, Matt Ryan. He gives him a chance to win every single week. Ah, oh, that's tough. <laughs> not incredibly Christ. wrong. He gives him a chance to and win. and a chance to lose. Except when they got. You try to come on this show and act like he played mid. He was, he's no, he Matt was Ryan, solid. dude. He's you Matt. saw him and you said, "Damn, he's Matt Ryan." Matty Ice. What he's been? Nah, Matty. Matty was for Matty standards in 2022. Good. Good, Matt Ryan for sure. The Cowboys beat the Vikings forty to three. They did. They're now seven and three. The Vikings are eight and two. And I have some questions ran down here. Micah Parsons, DPOI, and just recapping the Cowboys win. But I kind of want to speak on more of a tweet I saw from Drew yesterday during the games, and he Shout said, out to "Drew Ham." He said, "The Cowboys, you, they are legit, and the Vikings are frauds." Mm-hmm. That's the summary of your tweet. Okay. Right. And I want you to speak on that. Okay. You think the Cowboys are legit. Okay. And the Vikings, you think they are frauds, complete frauds. Okay. Mm-hmm. So speak on that that tweet alone. Yes. All right. So last time we were here, I spoke on the Cowboys and their loss to the Packers and how it wasn't a loss that I'm looking at and overanalyzing because it is in Lambeau. And of course, it is Aaron Rodgers. And he's good enough to win against any team at any given moment, particularly in Lambeau Field. And not only just that, the fans were into the game. They really wanted this win. And the Packers came and showed out. Did the did the Cowboys blow the game up two scores? Absolutely. But it wasn't something that I was looking at and going to put the nail in the coffin on me taking the Cowboys and throwing them away as t- contenders. This was a resounding comeback, bounce-back win against a team that we sat here last week talking about, are they legit contenders now? 
a 40-3 ass-kicking start to finish. It wasn't even a competition. Another thing that I feel like I need to highlight because we gave Jettas all the praise last week, deservedly so. Now it's time to give Diggs the, the credit he deserves, only allowing two catches on him. He was unbelievable against Jet. But to continue talking about the Cowboys and the asking that they gave the Vikings, the Vikings legitimately could not do anything. They did have a bunch of injuries to their offensive line. That's something that we do need to, to acknowledge. Michael Parsons was able to have his way, was absolutely all-world, did emphasize his case to be the defensive player of the year. But realistically, you, I cannot look at Minnesota as a true contender when there are teams more complete than them and teams that I trust simply more than them. I may not be as trusting as I am with Dak Prescott or other quarterbacks in Jimmy Garoppolo, but I understand that he has done it and gone to the playoffs in one game. So that's allowing me to have more faith in the Niners than I am in a team led by Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk Cousins in primetime is simply not good. When there's pressure applied to Kirk Cousins For some reason, Kirk Cousins does not play like the typical Kirk Cousins we see at the 1 p.m. time slot on Sundays. Now, overall, this defense, it's it's shaky from time to time. Some weeks it's decent. Other weeks, like the last two weeks that we've seen, they give up a bunch of yards, a bunch of points. It lacks consistency. I cannot trust Minnesota, but as talking on Dallas, the defense and and the running aspect of the defense has been the issue. It, it, it looked very good this past Sunday. And against the pass, they're going to continue to be great. Dak Prescott, with these weapons, potentially Odell Beckham coming to join them. We see the tweets. We see the recruiting they're trying to do. And Tony Pollard. I'm wearing a Zeke jersey because this is the, the Dallas jersey that I own. Ezekiel Elliott is my guy. But I'm here to give credit where credit is due to the Dallas Cowboys. When Dak went out and I thought he was going to be out for an extensive period of time, I was worried about this team. Cooper Rush came in. They won some ball games. Shut us up real quick. The defense had done a great job uh, of carrying the load while Dak was gone. Now Dak's gone. He's kind of struggled a bit since coming back. But this past week, he definitely looked more of himself. Tony Pollard has been unbelievable, both in the run. And now that Zeke is back playing, they got him involved in the pass game, which we thought prior to the season was going to be where he'd make his most impact. But Tony is a dual threat, can do anything you want on the field. Could be a better blocker, which is why people love Ezekiel Elliott so much. He was able to get into the end zone twice, but it speaks to the versatility of this offense. You get the power back with Zeke. You get the explosive, uh, more acceleration type of player with Tony Pollard. And then CeeDee Lamb, potentially Odell coming. Dalton Schultz didn't have a great game, but he has been playing well since Dak Prescott came back. It's just a team to, that you have to have to be looking at and say, this is a true contender in the NFC. For me, I don't... I don't overreact either way um when it comes to this so game Dallas is the is a contender they are oh, for yeah. sure they've been a contender <clears throat> I have been very adamant week to week that I believe the Cowboys are are a contender for sure. they can make the Super Bowl for sure I think the Cowboys have been complete and for me the biggest concern was when is the offense going to find its consistency I feel like they found it versus the Vikings the Vikings to me I still view them similarly to, to when I viewed them last week they're a team that when they play close they play those games well but their two losses have been to the Eagles, ass-whooping, Cowboys, ass-whooping. Part of me doesn't, I actually don't look at Kirk Cousins in this game and say he crumbled. I don't look at it in that way because 
the pass rush just overwhelmed for sure Minnesota for sure the first drive of the game Micah forces a fumble on Kirk that play was Kirk's fault Christian Darris saw he did a good job on Micah Micah's one of the best players in the league for sure Kirk had time to throw the ball away but he held it on for too long and Micah got the sack and he's somebody that I think is in the lead of the DPOI race I think it's Micah then I have Chris Jones second and uh, I have Quentin Williams where's third. Judon no, he's not here for me. Dude, leading the league in sacks, top, top. I think he's tied with tackles for loss with Micah, is top three in total pressures. Judon's been bowling. No, he's been great. I, I just think Chris Jones has been better. I think Quentin Williams has been better. Quentin's I think they take Micah sacks Parsons into account tremendously, yeah. and the Patriots are in a position that no one thought they would be in. Yeah, but I my three right now are Micah, Chris Jones, and Quentin. I do think Micah has a... Cushion right now. He is the favorite but right I, now. But I want to give Chris Jones his flowers because Chris Jones has been the best defensive tackle in football this season. Mm-hmm. Even better than Aaron Donald. I know that it, it's crazy. Aaron it Donald's been matter. the best. It doesn't matter. I look at me. Chris Jones, and he's been out of this world. He's been number two. Yeah, I, to me, number one. But the discrepancy in this game, Cowboys 458 total yards to Minnesota's 183. And the pass rush has overwhelmed Minnesota all game Absolutely. long. And when Christian Darisol went out, they had their backup left tackle, and this made me question Kevin O'Connell's play calling and just his adjustments in game because he left his left tackle out there on an island by himself with Micah Parsons routinely. That's food. The offensive line could not protect Kirk. Kirk would get out of his three-step drop, and there would already be somebody in his face. The running game was not going either. And Dalvin Cook, even later in the game, you could just see the frustration. He had a big-time run, and it got called back because of a uh, – an unnecessary roughness call that he had. They were already out the game anyway. But to me, it's just, I look at the Cowboys. I mean, I look at the Vikings and one for 11 on third down. The offense was stale. They couldn't get the run game going. And I do think that they leaned into it a little bit too heavily in the game. A lot of the drives started out run, run, pass. And putting Kirk Cousins in those situations isn't favorable on third down to be Superman on third and long. Kirk Cousins is what he is. He's a system quarterback. He's a great system quarterback, but he cannot make plays out of structure. So if everything around him isn't perfect, then we do see performances like we saw versus Dallas where the offense looks completely stale. I know that the primetime numbers don't look great because he's lost a lot in primetime. I think a lot of that is due to just when you're playing 1 p.m. games, it tends to be easier opponents. And in primetime, it's better opponents. That's very true. And also. Kirk Cousins usually doesn't have the offensive line that can contain defensive lines. And if you can win up front, you wreck the entire game for a quarterback. Kevin O'Connell didn't impress me this game. And I left this game saying that Minnesota has to do whatever they can to get Odell Beckham. Because when Jettis gets taken out the game, KJ, Thielen, Hawkinson, they cannot consistently win one-on-one. You can't trust them. Hawkinson is a great option. Third option, not a second one. I think Minnesota needs one more option. And then their defense. Pollard was amazing. But let's just break down two of his touchdowns. The first one was Dak hitting him in the flat. Pollard just straight lines to to the end zone, 30 yards, untouched. He gets a touchdown. I thought that just was poor effort from Minnesota. I don't know how he was that open. And then the other, the other touchdown was a wheel route. He beats Jordan Hicks, and he just smokes him. <laughs> Dallas lays it right on him. I mean, Dak lays it right on him, and that's a touchdown. 
I thought those were breakdowns by Minnesota defensively, and that's why I can't trust them consistently because they'll have these breakdowns. And then they were getting gashed in the run. You had C.D. Lamb before halftime have a big-time play that set up a Brett Maher field goal. 60-yarder. And you look at that, I'm like, how does Minnesota let something like that up with such little time? And then later in the game, Noah Brown beats Andrew Booth on this double move, and they get another big-time play, and Zeke gets a touchdown there. I, I look at those plays in... Minnesota is going to let up a ton of yards. They already do. But they have been a defense that situationally they have been better versus Dallas. They weren't. Just all around an ass-kicking, though. The defense was giving up big-time plays left and right. The offense, it was three and out, three and out, three and out consistently. And Dallas, they were passing the ball well. I thought the run game really was a catalyst for them. And using Dak Prescott in designed runs. Dak was much more mobile this game. And Dak looks back. I think last year after he had his, had his ankle injury, you can kind of like see he was a little bit limited. It looks like Dak is completely healthy, and they're trusting him on these quarterback design runs, and that opens up the Dallas Cowboys offense. This Cowboys team is starting to remind me about the early years with Dak, where Dak, while he is the quarterback and he is the star, especially now compared to his rookie year, now it's really relied on this running game and this defense who's number one in scoring defense. Even you know at Dallas's best years, they weren't number one. And you have... Tony Pollard really break out and be that superstar running back, which is what the what the Cowboys really founded on those first couple of years with Dak. Dak put up crazy numbers, great efficiency, did not turn the ball over, but Zeke came in that same draft class and he was carrying this offense. Now Zeke, a few years older, they have Tony Pollard who could do the same thing. It feels very much like when Brees Hall broke on for the Jets earlier this year and all of a sudden they have a guy in the backfield who at any time could take it 50, 60 yards and get you easy touchdowns. Now, while the offensive line isn't as good as it was in 2016, I mean, we're talking about one of the best offensive lines we've ever, seen in the last ever. 10 years. You know, it's getting there with this team. Uh, Tyler Smith probably just had his best, his best game uh, of the season so far, allowing zero pressures, his highest PFF grade. Micah Parsons on the defensive line, back-to-back games of eight-plus pressures. I agree. I think he's the clear-cut favorite right now for defensive player of the year. I mean... Having two game changers like that on defense with him and Diggs. Diggs, who, you know, wasn't lined up against Jettas the entire game, but to hold Jettas regardless if you're lined up, against, lined up against him or not to under 50 yards has to be a win as a defense. And right now, they're, they're top three in terms of uh, turnover differential. They're top 10 in terms of takeaways. Their defense is making plays. They're getting the ball back in the hands of the offense. And I agree, Dak looks much more comfortable now than he did this time last year. The ankle injury, not only the rehab and, you know, all of what goes into that, but just the fear, honestly. Like, these are grown athletes. These are guys who are some of the most fearless players, you know, in the world. You're going out there, you're colliding every single play. But I feel like that's probably taking a backseat too now where he's not as worried whether it's taking a weird slide or getting hit strange or falling a certain way. He feels much more comfortable, um, not only in the pocket, but moving as well. He looked not as mobile, for lack of better terms, last year than he did this year. So overall, I mean, I've always been on the Cowboys this year. The way their defense is playing is not what I was expecting. I would not expect them to be this great, right? I know they had a great a couple of good players with Mike and Trayvon Diggs, but overall this defense is playing exceptional. Lawrence, um, right? Yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence as well. <laughs> so right now, Drew, I agree with you. I don't look at Minnesota. I, we got actually got crucified in the comments of oh the of the last God. time we talked about Minnesota. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't watch the game. What are you talking and about? And, and what we said came true. Like this team against elite teams – what is Minnesota's identity going to be? How are they going to win these really important games when Kirk, who is 
Kirk's a great statistical quarterback, but he's not an elite quarterback. He's not someone that you cannot, you can't trust him to win consistently against elite teams, elite defenses, especially in these primetime games and eventually in the playoffs. That's just not how you're going to win. Do you want to hand the ball off to Dalvin 20, 25 times a game? It's not a bad game plan, but it's not something the Vikings have also shown a consistency in doing. And we saw the defense just left 40 points to the Cowboys offense, who, don't get me wrong, it's a really good offense. It's not in that top three with, you know, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Eagles, those type of guys. So I do look at the Vikings as tight. I said they were in the same tier as the Giants. I think they could be first round's exit very easily, just like the Giants can. I would take them over the Giants, but I don't trust them like I do three or four of the other NFC playoff teams. Yeah, I agree with you to a degree. Um, offensively, just the Vikings walking into the playoffs, they don't have an offensive line. And when you don't have that against certain matchups, like you said, they can be bounced out. we just seen what Dallas did to them. We've seen what Philly did to them. I mean, they beat the Bills. It was a great, impressive win. But we all watched that game. It was more the Bills making a lot of mistakes that they usually don't make. To briefly talk about, you know, uh, the Vikings, they, they had a great season. They'll probably win a division. But in the playoffs, they're just not that scary team that you're – Look like they're not the Niners if they're healthy. They're not the Cowboys if they're healthy. They're not the Eagles. They're just not in that tier. And it's okay, though. They've had a great season. Talk about Dallas. Oh, man, I hate this shit. You worried about them? <laughs> no, no. You're worried yeah, about them? This is the best game I've seen from them all year. This is, and I, you talk about Odell to Minnesota. If Odell goes to Dallas, it's a dub. that would make, because the, the, now I'm back in on the, CD. The one worry with me for Dallas was their wide receiver room. Like, can they consistently get guys to make plays? Or become because when you like you look at the Rams last year, what they had on defense, two game changers, and I'm not saying Diggs is Ramsey, no, but he you can be that. And Parsons that and Donald, right? Like right now, Parsons is just as dominant as Donald right now. Like they have easy, two easy, 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 uh, easy. Parsons got me. Oozed. He's him. Yeah, he's, he's him. But like, he's not. Donald. They have two game changers on the defensive end. Like so, so when you have two game changers, you don't need as many pieces because those two guys make you consistently better. They make you work. The only thing I'm not too feared because I think our offensive line is much better than the Vikings. So being that it's better than the Vikings, I think we have the people that can contain. You know, you watched that first time we met him, Lane Johnson versus Michael Parsons. Lane Johnson did a phenomenal job against Michael Parsons before he went out. So I think offensive line. I think we're, that's why I'm not too scared because our offensive line is just as good. But offensively, like if they get a guy like Odell in there, you got Odell, you got Ceedee Lamb, now Gallup and Noah Brown become the third and fourth guys. It's a tough, tough team, man. I, I truly think Dallas should definitely go in that Odell sweepstick. I think he should go there. That would give him an easy chance. But this Dallas team is really I'm, fucking good. I would like to see him in Dallas for sure, but I'm him sure. Him in Dallas is nuts. All my if Giants supporters, perfect. all my Giants supporters would not be happy. And I don't think I don't think we're gonna have Goddard for that second matchup. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure he he'll got be back by the regular right? season, but I don't know how long. When did, do you know what week he's playing? They said late. Goddard has been very essential for you yeah, guys. We love tight ends over here, sure. man. I mean, yeah. rightfully so. I mean, Goddard's legit. Goddard was nice even when Ertz was there. People were talking Wentz? like people, huh? When, when no, when Ertz was like above. Oh him, yeah, well he was, but Goddard was him. Let yeah. me let me see. Is is Goddard locked top five? You have Kelsey. You have Andrews. You have. Ki are you putting Kittle? Or are you putting? I think Kittle and Goddard is very close. It, I think it is. It is a conversation. Putting Pitts or Kittle Goddard. has not has not Goddard. done anything I'll, to separate. I, I, I like right Pitts now, more. yes. Like in a vacuum, yes. I would take yes. Pitts. But I understand. Like the production was not. In like in our Pitts. offense, Pitts or Goddard. Pitts. Oh my Pitts, god. Right. Yeah. Put yeah. yeah. a six-six person. Oh my god. Six-six four-four. Who's up, buddy? Yo, I'll be honest. Sleeper, sleeper name. David Njoku. Njoku's been balling. 
Yes, he's been amazing. I love Njoku. David Njoku is legit. Not and when, when, next week when we talk about Deshaun coming back, Njoku's name is going to need some respect also. What about Hawk? Hawk, nah, I would take Njoku. I would I definitely take Njoku. Uh, uh, Cleveland. Me, respect my boys. I'm definitely, definitely going to respect them. It's going to be interesting to see how they close out the year. With Deshaun coming back. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how Deshaun plays. We're going to talk about it more next week, I'm sure. I told you. this is We're about to be in week 12, right? Next week. Not this week. Yeah. The following. Who's winning? Cardinals or Niners? Uh, the Cardinals are getting work. Yeah, Niners are up 24-10. Nice. I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think... Oh. Uh, Almost. So what you guys said about OBJ to Dallas, I think that's the perfect move. It is. That, to me, if I'm OBJ, you have a better chance to win, win it all with Dallas than you do Minnesota. I'm Giants? not. <laughs> Who? The Giants. I'm not all the teams. way sold on Kevin O'Connell. I know the record looks Buffalo. nice, but let's be serious. We all thought Kevin O'Connell was going to come in to this Minnesota Vikings offense, and Kirk Cousins was going to be statistically top 10 quarterback at least. Locked. That has not happened. And I don't blame that all on Kirk Cousins because for the past couple of seasons, we've seen Kirk Cousins succeed with. Um, Kevin Stefanski, who's a great pay, play caller. Then Gary Kubiak took over, who's a great play caller. Then Clint Kubiak, Gary Kubiak's son, he was still great with him. He was also great with Pat Shermer. I, I just view, or I think that was uh, Case Keenum, my fault. I just think, I don't know if Kevin O'Connell's getting the most out of Kirk Cousins. And that, to me, is worrying. I don't, I don't know if Kevin O'Connell is by far solidified as a great coach. I think he has a lot to prove still. Them forcing the run this past weekend, I'm not completely angry about because, one, we've seen Dallas over these last couple of weeks get kind of torn apart in the run game. You have Dalvin Cook, who has been eating these last few weeks, getting into Dalvin Cook territory of how we're accustomed to seeing him. So I'm not against it, especially because Dalvin's been very good so far. But... I I also can see where you're coming from. If it's not working, cut your losses, get the ball moving, draw something up completely different. If Jettis is getting clamped up, get the ball to Thielen, find a way. Thielen's good enough to get open, but it doesn't seem like he was doing that this past weekend. So Yeah, it's just really, like you mentioned, identity. They yeah, don't have a real identity. And it's also predictability. They're predictable. They and are. that is... The worst thing you want to be. And how can you be predict predictable when you have a top seven running back in Dalvin Cook? Top seven, top ten lock. Dalvin Cook's one of the best in the league. You have Jettas, arguably the best in the league. I have him two or three. Tyreek's my number one for sure. How how can you become predictable in that sense? But but even still, we mentioned it. Hawkinson's now in there. Offensive line's not great. I'm not Thielen's okay. But Thielen's still last year he had double digit touchdowns. I understand he's getting older, but he still should have some type of production. There should not be a sense of predictability. But does Odell go there and you view the Vikings differently? Now they're a Super Bowl contender? I think it should be personally no. I think he should I think he should go to Dallas or the Buck Bills, personally. Dallas. There's more room for error with Odell. There is. That that's what I allude to with with Odell in Minnesota. There's room for error where just the talent alone on that team can negate some of the predictability Kevin O'Connell has. The Cowboys are just closer, so Odell, you know, really moves the needle for me because they're ready. Like yeah. their defense is ready, locked. And Texas has no state taxes. The there you go. Hope you're ready to see the one three. No ta- state taxes. Well, make me sick. It. Dallas oh, immediately. Insane. On a topic Sorry. of the NFC East, Taylor Haneke. Right now is four and one as a starter of the Washington Commanders. Are you in or out on Taylor Haneke leading the Commanders to the playoffs? Now the teams that are in the playoff picture 
are the Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Bucks, Cowboys, Giants, and Niners. Have a a coming. team's going to have to drop out. I look at this playoff Remind picture. Remind me of the record. What's Washington right now? Is five. they're six and five. Six and five. It's actually really. Good I look at them. the. I look at the teams that are probably going to drop out. I don't see anyone dropping out outside of New York. That that schedule and them injuries are going to hit them. Hard. Injuries really are insane, dude. What were the other six teams you said? Same Niners. McKinney's out too. The Eagles, Joey Vikings, Jackson's Seahawks, cooked. Bucks, Cowboys, Niners. What's the Seahawks and Niners record? Seahawks are six and five. You you can't see one of those two teams possibly. I believe in Seattle. Yeah, well, so, we know that. So yeah. I'll say this. All right. I, I formulated this statement in my notes very clearly. I am out on... Six and four. I am out on Taylor Heineke being the reason. I am in on Washington's defense being the reason. Right now, they are tied for the 10th most sacks. They have one of the best defense overall in terms of total yards given up against opponents, opposing offense. Excuse me. I don't know how to word that. Uh, but they've just been one of the best defenses as a whole. Their pass defense could be a little bit better for sure. Uh, excuse me. Their, um, their, the amount of points that they give up per game could be better. But in terms of yards, they give up very few yards against offenses. This defense has been without Chase Young the entirety of this year. He's expected and soon, right? It, it, they have till this week to designate whether he's going to return or not. If he, he does not, the Texans. If he does not return, then he's Chase shelled Young. for the rest of the season. Chase I, Young? Yes. I, my belief is that they'll activate him. If he doesn't play, that's a different story, but I'm sure they want him to. Day-to-day. Because day. he's getting close. And even still, you look at what this front line is doing, they have been a pest, and just the amount of pressure that they're getting on opposing quarterbacks has been scary. One of the main reasons why they've been in games. Taylor Heineke has come in and given the locker room a jolt. He's been game managing as well as he can. He's made some de- definitely some decent throws. He's just doing what is being asked of him. No more, no less. And sometimes you do need that that jolt in the locker room to get your team going, to get a, a sense of confidence in the building. And so that for that, I give Taylor Heineke respect because he plays with a different type of cadence than than maybe a Carson Wentz will. And and the the players on the offense are taking more of a liking to Taylor Heineke, and they feel like he's more one of the guys on the squad, and they feel that. They got something with Taylor Heineke. So maybe it's a difference in mindsets with Taylor Heineke, but I'm not looking at Taylor as a reason. I'm looking at that defensive front as the reason why they will go to the playoffs if they do. I disagree a little bit. You know, you watch that game against the Eagles, Heineke and Scary Taylor making some big plays. You know, they they, they made some some very on point, very timely plays. I'm not like I'm not disagreeing all the way. I don't think he'll be the main reason. I think the defense will backpack. They will carry this team to the playoffs. But I think Heineke has shown the ability where in time situations where you need him to make a big-time play, he can do it here and there, some stretches, especially when you've got Scary Terry on there on the other side. He has those opportunities to make some big plays. So I think, you know, if you ask me at the top of him, who's the reason? The defense, of course. But I think Heineke will be second or the third reason because I think he's just good enough to where – you know, he has those those intangibles, those, that ability to galvanize the troops, to get that offensive going. And, you know, whatever he doesn't have in talent, he makes up for it in the locker room. He makes up That's for true. it with on-field on presence, you know. So I think with that, you know, you look at you know, you know look at uh, the Giants. Talk about them briefly. Their schedule stinks. Like, they're, they're, the end of the so year. So Washington's, they're, honestly. Yeah, they're ending of the year. But the difference is I think the Giants are more banged up. I'm not disagreeing. They are more injured. And with – Washington, you know, they're, they they got a groove. They're four and one. You know, I think Giants losing to the Lions, that stink. That was supposed to be a gimme win. But all those injuries sucked. 
and now they're kind of on their back heels. They got to win a lot of games as opposed to the Washington uh, Commanders. They're on hots right now, you know, winning four of the last five. Heineke's hooping. Terry's hooping. So I think they got a little bit more momentum. I'm not all the way sold on the Seahawks and the Niners making the playoffs. You know, I think only one of them could possibly make. You know, I think the Commanders could still steal one of those spots. So those are two situations I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Giants, and I'm looking at the Seahawks versus the Niners. Those situations Commanders could capitalize on but I think it will come down to this defense backpacking and Heineke making just some key plays in and out I'm shocked you didn't talk about Logan Thomas bro I'm glad you mentioned that because oh, yeah. he had a fire game <laughs> he had the best game for season. he had a fire game yeah he no, that's good QB turn T- T- yeah yeah he was a quarterback Hilarious. like years ago um I'm not in on, on Taylor Heineke not, <laughs> not even a little bit listen he, he wins games the guys like him he's got some mobility he can, he can make some throws here and there um, but in terms of a long-term solution for Washington, no. And, and this is for the playoffs. This for the playoffs? I don't think so. I do like the Niners, I think, are locked. I think the Seahawks are as well. Um, the Giants schedule, you mentioned it. You mentioned it a lot on the show. Down the stretch, it gets difficult. I don't know if you're going to pull it up. Um, I will. But, you know, this is the first game Daniel Jones really <laughs> struggled basically all year. I mean, he's had some games where he hasn't been as impressive, but this was his first multi-turnover game where – the defense confused him a couple times. He made a couple bad reads, which is really what he's been avoiding this whole season. I still like the odds of the Giants offense just figuring out, and this isn't really what it's going to be, but you could let me know the schedule. Washington? I got the you. Giants last Giants. six. Oh. They're seven and three. Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings. That's tough. Colts and Eagles. That's tough. Very tough. NFC East a lot and the Vikings. But I will say this. The, the commander's schedule is not a walk in the park by any means. Atlanta, winnable game, no doubt, but Atlanta's been playing decent football. New York, five two games against New, New York. York. Two games. Those, one more those, against Philly. That's going to decide yeah, whether those one two of the games. two get in. Uh, San Francisco, Cleveland with one. Deshaun back, tough and then one. Dallas. This is extremely tough. So whoever, it's the one of the ones. Yeah. It's not easy for sure. This also allows wiggle room. For Detroit, who's been playing some decent football Detroit's recently. Detroit's next, next seven games are the Bills, Jags, Vikings, Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. And what's their record? They're, They're four, four and six. six. They'll lose to the Bills. Four and six. If they can beat the Bills, then it she puts gets, everybody on She gets hilarious. If they beat the Bills, that is insane. Lock yeah. it. They're making the playoffs. The, but the, the, the Lions <laughs> lose two games right. in a row. Let me, so you, say, you write it extremely fast. If you could just slow it down a little bit. The Bills. Okay. The Jaguars. Could win. The Vikings. L. Mm, division. The Jets. Winnable game. Winnable. The Panthers. More winnable for sure. The Bears. Winnable, winnable for sure. Listen, the Packers. Things could get interesting. The Packers, another one. I think Aaron owns you. No, no, lines. but he, they just won. That's true. Jordan Love uh, uh, start that game. You think so? No, he, no, 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 he's not. What week is that? 17, 18? I guarantee you Jordan Love starts in like two, three weeks. Once he finishes fine. the season. I know. Once they're eliminated, though, they might just see what they have. I think we know what they have. You think Rodgers will allow himself to be benched for Jordan Love? Be honest. Just be honest. I'm <sighs> not. No. But if Rodgers, like, how how sold are you that Rodgers back next year? And and football at, on the Packers. All right. Honest number, 55%. Exactly. 38. If Rodgers is kind of checked out mentally. That man cooked up. He'd be mad Taylor Haneke hasn't been the best. He's only completing 61% of his passes, has five touchdowns to four interceptions, 81 passer rating. But he's been better than Wentz, and it's really as simple yeah. as that. Wentz. It, it, Wentz this year ranks 31st in completion percentage on throws where the wide receiver has three-plus yards of separation. Or Russell Redo. Wilson? No, uh, Zach Wilson. Redo. Uh, I still take Zach Wilson. Yeah, I won't. 
I would take Carson for sure. I'll take Carson once in a heart. <laughs> I would still take What that. are you doing? I, I had to react, you know, make well, sure Carson Wentz is, isn't somebody that, you know. No, Zach isn't good. I'd either. rather just take whatever Zach Wilson has left to offer at this point. Nothing. Dude, you're wobbling. Yeah, I would, to be honest. You're now, I'm not going to lie. But Heineke has been making layups. Heineke He's been giving Zach? his wide receivers chances. And there were chances Wentz wasn't willing to take. They weren't. Listen, the issue is the commanders can't find a quarterback. Every year, they're somehow... They've been good enough in a bad division. They made a playoffs a couple times with a you know bad record. And you know last year, Dotson in the first round, who was good when healthy, but Jameen Davis, uh, Chase Amen. Young, obviously you can't you know Jamin. really be mad. Um, Haskins the year before, they just they haven't been able to find that quarterback. They thought it was going to be Haskins. Unfortunately, he didn't work out um, as a franchise guy. And right now they're kind of stuck in that you know QB hell with Carson yeah. Wentz rest and Taylor Weineke. Of course, yeah. rest in peace to, to Haskins. Jamin Davis. Yeah. Jamin, you said Jamin. Jamin. Yeah, Jamin. Did I say Jamin? Yeah, you said Jamin. That's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say this. I think the commanders will finish above the New York Giants. Oh, he just whipped Boston ass. You look at the defense. 121-107. The commanders are 12th ranked. They're 12th against the pass. They're 6th against the run. We saw the commander's defense show up against Philadelphia. They neutralized their entire run game, and that's one of the better rushing teams in football. The Eagles only had... I, less than a hundred, they had less yeah. than hundred yards. Jalen Hurts led them in rushing. I look at the Commanders' last six, the Falcons. I think they'll beat them. That defensive front will be too much for that offensive line. I think they beat the Giants. They face the Giants, and they're on a bye week and face them again. If advantage. they can win that first game and off a bye week have extra preparation to play them again and win that, I think that for them is where they can really solidify themselves in the playoff race. And as a team that can take up that last spot, because you look at the division games, the Giants are zero one, Washington is one and two right now. Those division games are going to come are, are going to be crucial at the end of the year because I think there is a high probability that Washington and the Giants both finish with the same record. If not, it's a one one win one loss difference. Because of that, those division wins, the tiebreaker is going to matter a lot in this instance. And to me, I think Washington is better geared to stop the teams within the division, like the Giants, like the Eagles and the Cowboys, although the Eagles games are finished, now they have Dallas. I, I, I believe in the commanders. I, I like this team. Taylor Haneke, he's not wowing you, but that's not the reason I'm picking them. But he, one thing that can be said about him is that in crucial moments, he does make plays. He you know, does make tries. plays. That's something you got to like about him. He'll try. Yeah. And this, uh, like the NFC, the NFC East, this this division has had the easiest schedule in football. The Giants faced it early in the season. Now the harder part is coming later. The Commanders, it's been the middle stretch. For Dallas, it's been some games in the beginning. And for the Eagles, it's been, for the most part, the first half of the season. Even later, it's not like the toughest teams. So this division has benefited from an easy schedule, and that's why every team, I at least I believe, is in a playoff race. You may have missed it, week 11, something that we're going to talk about on this segment that we didn't, we haven't talked about. It's not on topic list. What did we miss? So Jameson Williams actually set to return from the torn ACL injury that he did have in the national championship game. This is super exciting, especially when we just talked about the Lions are starting to, to win, to string a couple wins together. Now you add their number one, I guess, their second first-round selection that they had in this most recent draft, Jameson Williams, who I've been extremely high on, who I still believe has the opportunity to be the best receiver in this draft class. And that's saying something with how great 
Olave has been this year, I still believe that Jameson can come in and still be the best. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to see him come back, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to his return. I was actually going to talk about the rookie wide receivers. This past week, you have Christian Watson scoring, what, five touchdowns last six catches, something ridiculous. Alave over 100 yards. Traylon had his breakout game over 100 yards. Um, George Pickens over 80 yards as well. This rookie wide receiver you class. gloss over that? What? We knew that was coming, Traylon Burks. Oh, yeah. They want supporter. Uh, yeah, no, Traylon, Traylon huh? was starting to get going before his injury. Uh, yeah. He was starting to kick up a little bit. Then he got hurt, missed a month, came back, um, had a big game against Packers. Talk some shit to Jair Alexander. I don't know if he has deserved that yet. I don't know if Traylon has earned that he respect. definitely adds a different yet. element to the Titans um, offense. But, yeah, no, he, he's an explosive player. You know, when, when, they've, uh, when they've targeted him, he's been making things happen. Uh, but, yeah, the rookie wide receiver class has really been going off. Now you're going to add Jamison in a few weeks. He's probably the most explosive out of all of them. Um, so very exciting if you're a Lions fan. Him and Amon are going to be a deadly combination. You're talking about rookie wide receivers. I want to talk about an established wide receiver. Devontae Adams. He got the best of Pat Sertan. Yeah, that was nice. Seven that? receptions, 141 yards, Ooh. two touchdowns. The Raiders and Broncos are both three and seven this season. Game winning touchdowns. And I don't know if you guys heard Jordan Schultz, but the way he was describing the Russell Wilson Seattle situation, it kind of sounded like Russ was the problem in Seattle. I don't know. I didn't want to mention it there because I kind of felt like we all picked up on that. But I'm glad that Shane Waldron's able to open up the offense for Geno because Russ was holding him back. And you know, maybe he's holding back Nathaniel Hackett. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Nathaniel Hackett is somebody who has great schemes, but Russell Wilson just you know wants to do it his way. Looking you forward to 2023. Type shit. You may have missed it. Uh, Eagles fans, hold your horses. Jordan Davis will be back for the Tennessee Titans game. God. He comes off IR. He will be back for that game. That's and good. Dallas Godard, Godard, I don't Goddard. Know. Goddard. Goddard. Thank you. Like, you know, Goddard, the, the dog, the robot dog, and Jimmy Neutron. Ooh, I like that dog. There it is. Goddard. Goddard. Bang. You, you nice. know you said Godard. You said Goddard like you would say Gobert, with, but with a D. I, don't know, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you said Goddard. The, but you said Godare. Oh, like, like Gobert. Name was like Gobert. Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> not like spelled. Oh. Not even <laughs> the same. God. Yeah, who cares? It's G-O-E-D-H, right? Some weird D-E-R-T. Like that. I'm this H. G-O-E-D-E-R-T. G-O-E-D-E-R-T. It's not Gobert A-R-T? is G-O-B-E-R-T. No, there, I was going to say, there is an H. I'm almost 100% positive. Okay, so. No, it's, it's not. It's G-O-E-D-E-R-T. It's, so okay. go, go, Gobert is G-O-B-E-R-T. So it's essentially the same with no E and no D. So <laughs> completely different. I don't know yeah. why I thought okay. there was an H. Godert. Silent H. Um, he will also be back towards the end of the season. So we, I know we just picked up some guys from free agency, but Jordan Davis comes back. He was playing really well before he went down with an injury. And Dallas is going to be back soon. So we'll be ready to make this playoff push to the Super Bowl. Good luck, man. Good luck with who? With the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. We don't need it. It'd be awesome. We'll go. We don't need it. All right. I also want to mention, you mentioned Jameson. With that jersey on, it is indeed <laughs> uh-huh. fucking. Lions are 4-6. and six, They are. And since firing their secondaries coach, they're 3-0 and oh and have allowed 19 points per game. They've been lit. Yeah. That change has made a big difference to their defense. And uh, it's changed their season round. Maybe they make a late push. Never know. Yeah. Shout out to our boy Jeff Okuda, man. Yeah, he's we, were, good. we were praying on his on his climb to the top, and he's a good player. Playing well, I like him. Two Reading tweets. Oh, go ahead. This is one of our favorite segments that we do on the show. You guys, we we tweet on Twitter. Week eleven takeaways. Give us your hot takes and tweets are mean sometimes. Fans fans come in and really? they tweet stuff, 
And also, recently on Twitter, we've been getting a lot of people adding us when they win their first Boom Fantasy contest, which is always a deserved round of applause. Because I know how hard it can be. I went to Atlanta, played Boom for the first time, and lost my my first 10 bets until I finally hit one. It took, I was thinking like, man, am I going to come away with this trip with no Ws? It was getting to a point. I was doubting myself, but you continue to believe and it makes a difference. You know what's great about Boom right now? What? I know you said you lost your, your first few bets. Right now, you have a 100% risk-free bet for your first one. So you go ahead, mm. you deposit, you know, 10 or more dollars risk-free on your first bet. Use the link in our bio. You know, maybe you win. If you lose, you get another chance. And, and some like my people there. have also been commenting uh, on, a, on a YouTube comments that, are we going to talk about the World Cup? Right, and I'm not a World Cup guy. I'm not a soccer guy. Not I even a little bit. But Boom Fantasy does have World Cup. Par- they have World Cup. Yeah, one of the games up. was at like 8 a.m. today. They play it early in the morning. Yeah, people be up. I'll be waking up. I'll be seeing tweets from like 9, 10 in the morning. They be yeah. going crazy. But yeah, we, we have World Cup uh, questions. We have goals. I think there's like a Harry Kane goal in there, or no, Bale scored today. Bale scored for Wales today. Uh, shots attempted. All the you know regular stuff you would see. Um, have it at Boom Wales, and we have college basketball coming soon. Yeah. Soon. They have college football already. College football is in NFL, there. NBA, yep. NHL, NHL, MLB, college football, college having basketball. CBB is such now a Now the World Cup. We're going to have Boom it Fantasy has dangerously it soon. First yeah. horse. What, what does that mean? Yeah, you can soon. only estimate. And if you, lo- and if you use the link soon. in our description, <laughs> if you do use the link in our description, you'll also be entered into an NBA League Pass giveaway. Yes. So that always and, helps. Uh, we had, uh, so we had our giveaway winner for Boom, yes. who was supposed to win Modern Warfare 2. He has told us he doesn't really play video games or maybe just, just doesn't play Modern Warfare a lot. Um, so he's actually giving it away to another person who I already emailed you. Let me uh, congrats, congrats on your wish of this holiday season. His that name guy. was Isaiah. Imagine. I don't remember his last name. Let me look it up. Um, also, what you failed to mention an important thing there, Joel, <coughs> is that Jackson Rogers, the person who won the Modern Warfare Two giveaway, he doesn't have a console to play it on, so that's why he's not accepting the game. But he reached out to us, and he's very into sports cards, and he said, "Could I be on the show?" And we said, absolutely. We're for the people. Real. Yes. For the people. So that means yeah. that if you do win one of these giveaways and you don't want the prize in that giveaway, you could be on the show. So that's another incentive. You can skip the oh, prize. Looks like no more prizes for people. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people want to be on the show. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> but I think it's a good way to connect with people that support the show. And, of course, anybody that likes, comments, and subscribes to the podcast, we appreciate the support so much. But when you do help our sponsors, it helps us tremendously. And that type of support, I think, deserves to be recognized. Absolutely. And we're a show that we do a lot of stuff every different week, so we can't always bring people on. But I think this allows us a chance to bring people on that do win these giveaways when we do the spin the wheel thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair. So I love it. I love that we can interact with people like that. Sounds good. Sounds very adorable. Reading tweets. This is from at RTL Faith. If Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl and another MVP, he will enter the top three greatest quarterbacks of all time ranking already. Okay. God, who's the top three right now? Montana, Brady, So Payton? he automatically leaves Frog Payton. Like, yeah, who, who is he kicking out? I do think it's that... Joe Mon- it's, it's Brady, Joe, that's the lock two. Well, if you Mahomes gets a Super Bowl, out. then he has... The same amount. Matches Payne. Yeah, the same amount. But Payne. No, Payne has five MVPs. That's what I was about to say. Like, Payne is a regular season. He has the record for most touchdowns in a season. 
most yards in a season. I say not yet. I, I, my opinion, to. I He's think not to. yet. Eventually, but not yet. Yeah. I, no, I give it another I'm one. just saying, after this year he does that? No, I promise you I'm not putting him over Peyton Manning. I guess the... I'll the, be dead before I say that shit out loud. The accolades... Of yeah. Mahomes may not be up to par, but he's already the best quarterback I've ever seen with my own two eyes. I think he's I the agree. best quarterback I've ever seen. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly. There's nothing wrong with that. Why, you know? sad, why do you sadly I'm sure people agree. thought Joe Montana was the same. Dan, Mar- Dan Marino was the same when they was. Uh, Patrick know, Mahomes has way more. No, I'm saying when they was growing up watching, they probably thought yeah. Dan Marino was the greatest. Well, yeah, there'll be someone, you know, yeah. 50 years from now better than Mahomes. Yeah, there'll be somebody 30 No, Tom Brady has the. He's, he's not the most mobile quarterback, but he reads defenses at such an elite level that he's become the greatest of all time, and he has the accolades as well. I just look at Mahomes, and he's a combination of Brady and Aaron Rodgers. He has the Aaron Rodgers talent, but then he has the Tom Brady yeah. uh, ability to read defenses at that high of a level. So that's why Mahomes, to me, he's just the best I've ever seen play. Ever. He is the best. And I said I'll that back in 2019. Though. Back in 2019. He got to win two more to be boy. over Peyton for me. He got to win two more. Super Bowls or MVPs or both? Both. both. Yeah. Peyton I just five. Super, I guess. No, nah, because it's just because he's the best you've ever seen. Don't mean like greatest is everything. Like what you've done in totality. Yes. So he's nowhere near what Peyton yeah. has done in his career. In he totality. just doesn't have the longevity stats. He don't even got the MVP. What do you got? Two MVPs? One MVP? Yeah, one MVP. One. He'll get his second this year, though. Like Pink got five. You know, like, this is like and he what, has the record for most touchdowns in the season. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, wait. We don't got to put. We don't got to put him up there yet. We don't got to put him up there. Wasn't even close, actually. It's five touchdowns off. Exactly. That's pretty close, bro. That's like two games. Maybe one if he has a great, great day. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's had five touchdowns in the game before. I don't know, but Pink is that not close though? Fifty to fifty-five. That's close. Yeah, that's close. <laughs> that is close. We don't got to put him up there yet. Nah, he's not. He's not. We can wait. This is from at Alex you know Waldo. Uh, I lied. Paying through 49. I'm sorry. I forgot. The AFC East is actually overrated because the Patriots and Jets offense is unwatchable. <laughs> Only two teams out that division go into the playoffs. I'm guessing he's he's talking about the Dolphins and the Bills. The offenses are indeed unwatchable. At least I'm the Pats have Ramondre, though, so the Dolphins. Like, they can make things happen. Defenses, the both defenses are elite. elite. Yeah, I don't think it's overrated. I think it's underrated. I feel like he's underappreciating the value of defense in the National Football League. Yeah. I, I think I don't, I don't care that the Patriots beat the Jets. The Jets are a better team. It's as simple as that. I don't I don't agree with the statement They're at all. A better they beat you twice. I don't Not just once. They beat you twice. We're a better team. Th- if you want to say sorry. we have a better split, roster, it makes sense. But okay, I can get behind that. You lost, had lost twice. twice. You lost two don't go times. Out better. You lost in your home Joel, and in their home. Joel, Joel like, man to man. Yeah, come on. Don't go out better. If you if you listen, split, I would have you As much as I do. I look at both those games and say we should have won. But we just didn't, though. How? How do you, well, the how first do you, game, I think we should have won. Zach just made bonehead. Zach, Zach just made Zach, fucking six mistakes. So Zach made mistakes in the second game. He I wasn't know. good in either. I know. If we had average quarterback play, we'd win both those games. That's But that's on him, not really. That's not how it works, sadly. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you can do that, bro. Stop disrespecting the Patriots. <laughs> Listen, I got no respect for them. Damn. I love Tom Brady, though. That's Damn. my guy. I get it. Sure. How you you can't love Tom Brady and not love the Patriots. Why not? I love his Bucks tenure. You love the New England tenure more, I think. When when did I say that? I mean, he was there for so uh, long. You've been a, a fan. You wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do like the Tampa Bay. Bo- the Tampa nah, Bay when Bo- he went to Tampa Bay, I was all in on Brady. I became a Brady fan. Oh, so you weren't a Brady fan before that? No. Oh, okay. He was the quarterback for the Patriots. So you're a Brady fan when he went to Tampa. Okay. okay. Yeah, I became a huge Brady guy. In a huge year. Brady guy. Yeah. Bail huge wagon. Brady guy. Wow. This is from at NXTE30 underscore underscore. The Lions will sneak into the playoffs and they will surprise Buffalo this week and extend their winning streak. Mm, that's a Drew take. Be nice. you, you, tweeted, you tweeted that? <laughs> <laughs> that's your burner. This is burner yeah. fast. Yes. 
I'm I glad disagree. Unfortunately, I don't. Yeah, but Detroit is a nice team to watch. But I disagree. Josh That's Allen. That was one of my takes before the season. They would be better than last year. That was an easy statement to make. They, they have been. Yeah, the <laughs> I said exactly. Come on, I said they would double. I said they would double. I said they would double their win total. I said what was their win total? Three. They have three games. So they get nine. You think they'll get nine wins? My brother. You know what double is? Oh, I'm fucking tripping. Six? You say you yeah. Six? Oh, okay. There are two less. For sure. And the offense has been very good. The defense has been mid, but these last couple of weeks, they've looked pretty solid. Playoffs, though? I, I don't think they beat the Bills. It's, it's a tall task. I don't. I don't think they'll beat the Bills either, but there are games on that schedule that are winnable. Especially the Bills playing at Ford Field. They don't have to travel this week, so they're there already in the city. I heard some of them went home. <laughs> oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, Thanksgiving. Makes sense. It's Thanksgiving week. Yeah, but you know, I, I think the Bills. Are, you know, yeah, I know. And the Bills have been great on Thanksgiving. They have. Lions are always on Thanksgiving. It's a tradition. Lions always lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also tradition. <laughs> this next tweet is from at I Marquette, and shout out to I at I Marquette because he commented on the YouTube channel, and he said, "I I hope that one day I get my tweet read." And I saw it, and I said, "You know what? We're gonna read your tweet on the next show." And he tweeted, and we're reading it right here. So his tweet is. The Dolphins have just as good of a chance to take down the Chiefs as the Bills do, and their chances are minimal. This is Mahomes' league. First thing I'll say, I appreciate the Dolphins' respect. Um, Mahomes. The last part of the tweet can go. You know, shout out to this guy for tweeting and commenting on our YouTube section. That being said, we shall see. I think the Bills' defense is better than Miami, hence why I wouldn't give them the same chance. Even though Miami's offense is extremely explosive, Bill's offense is explosive, and they have a great defense. So I would give them a better chance than Miami to beat the Chiefs. That injury for Josh Allen's bothered him. I feel like yeah. the easy things aren't as easy, especially so the last he couple threw the ball games. and fell. Yeah, yeah he, things like, things just a little off. So it really depends on is Josh Allen gonna be a hundred percent at some point in this year? He you said know, he when, was fine. when you're playing through that injury, it's hard to play through it and recover at the same speed if you were just sitting out. Now, it doesn't seem like he's going to sit out anytime soon, but that does worry me in the playoffs when you are playing the elite of the elite teams if you have a deficiency in your elbow, right? Elbow yeah, or shoulder, UCL, right? UCL. Uh, UCL, which I think is in your elbow. Somewhere right, in your arm. First response. Talk to us. Correct. Elbow. elbow. Um, it's going to bother you a bit. But, yeah, I mean, Miami's offense is explosive. Ulnar collateral ligament. The only oh, reason right. I would give the Bills the benefit of the doubt is because I've seen them go into Kansas City and win, and I know Josh Allen in the playoffs, he's going to get it done. I don't have... I don't. I don't want to say I doubt Tua being able to do it, but Josh Allen is in a different tier. We know this. I think the Chiefs take was spot on. This is Patrick Mahomes' league. Everybody that watches football knows it. Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest. Oh, Josh Allen, the best in Week Five. Oh, he was playing that <laughs> a month ago. Yeah, like a, a month, month ago. ago. Like this, is my Patrick Mahomes shirt. I've had it for a while. We did a midseason playoff bracket. He picked the Bills over the Chiefs. I oh, also yeah. did that. I know, but I've been doing it. I know. Man, it can be wrong, here, man. You were not. The Bills could beat the Chiefs. It could go either way. There's no doubt. But I, I think right now the Chiefs have been the best team in the AFC. And Dolphins. week week by week, it's not only their offense that's been great, but their defense has been very good too. Mm. Not impressed. The Dolphins, to me, if they face the Chiefs, it would be a very electric matchup. Couldn't I think agree it's more. two of the top could offenses in the NFL. More. That's all you could ask for. You, you did mention a good point. I think the Bills, it, it feels like they are a team that's built more for the playoffs. I don't know how Miami is going to look if they have to travel to Buffalo or they have to travel to Kansas City in cold weather. So that, it's there's a factor right there. It's fucking freezing. And also, I'm not saying that 
I'm not saying that there's a way to neutralize Tyreek Hill, but the Chiefs, who have had him for years, it would be the ones defense to do it. have practiced against him. They kind of might know his tendencies a little bit. It, that might be a game where, oh, Tyreek Hill wasn't That's Tyree a Jalen Waddle game for sure. Yeah, so I, I the Chiefs, though, yeah. So who do you have more of a chance to win the Miami, uh, against the Chiefs, Miami or Buffalo? I have Buffalo right now. Yeah, I do. But Dolphins' schedule in the second half is going to tell a lot about them. Well, they got to come to Buffalo. It's, it's going to tell be us cold. the truth. I'm telling you. I'm excited, yeah. Well, this week could right, be Because cool. the Dolphins beating the Bengals, oh, excuse me, the, the Ravens oh, they didn't and the, the Bills mean nothing. No, that mattered. It was hot no, weather. I'm just talking to this oh, dummy. Sorry, sorry. It, it mattered for me. You guys are I'm a, little, Joe a little timid, yeah. you know? Tua had one of the craziest injuries we'll probably ever see. So let's take it easy there, all right? Josh Allen's elbow is messed up in his throwing arm. This is from at JRilla15. Takeaway is Travis Kelsey is putting together the resume to be the best tight end ever. And hot take is the Eagles get bounced in the first round regardless of who they we'll have play. A buy. All right, the so takeaway is a stupid. fair it's a fair it's a fair takeaway. Who, who tweeted this? Travis Kelsey at JRilla15. First of all, JRilla15. We'll have a bye, so we won't play in the first round, clown. And um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's all I wanted to say. That's Hater. fair. I like He's that. You know what he means, though. Huh? You know what it is. Like means. round two. First round for Their you guys, first game two. of the playoffs, they'll lose. Listen, you got to be specific when you could tweet happen. out at us. <laughs> it could happen. I don't know. What if they We're match all about up with semantics the matters? on this podcast? Yeah, you got to be very specific out here. The takeaway is fine. There's nothing in here. Yeah, no, you've done it like three times. <laughs> um, the takeaway is fine. Uh, I understand it because we see Travis Kelsey week in, week out, do Travis Kelsey's things Wrong and scores touchdowns. Man. That being said, there's an aspect of being a tight end that people fail to evaluate sometimes, and that's the blocking aspect of things. And Gronk is by far and away the best at blocking and receiving that we will ever see. There's a reason why people wanted to put George Kittle at the top of the tight end ladder because George Kittle is one of those that is elite at blocking and elite at receiving. Kelsey can block, but it's not at the level of Gronk. And Gronk's production, although Kelsey does have him in yards and receptions, the touchdowns are just, I think he hasn't beat by 22. Gronkowski is a, it's an end zone machine. And where I can respect Kelsey and his resume and the things that he's accomplished in this league, there's a there's a different level that Gronk's at. Respect. Talk your shit, Twin. Like, I think it's close. I, I, do think, I do think uh, Travis Kelsey has a case. The longevity, he, he needs to have that in order to be on Tony Gonzalez's level. Shannon Sharp. It's close with Travis Kelsey, too. But Gronk is the guy that, you know, I, I do kind of favor Gronk, I do, because he's a great blocker and he's just as good of a, of a receiver as Travis Kelsey. But Gronk is not going to have the longevity. Nope. Just because he's racked up a lot of injuries in his career and he's chosen to retire so wait, early as I'm well. I'm asking you, Gronk isn't the best of all time? Is Gronk the best tight end ever? Correct. He has a case. He has an argument. Who'd you no, I feel like it's signed and sealed. People consider Gronk the best of all time, which is why. Your answer I'm, gave me you have room for somebody correct. else. Correct. That's why I'm wondering. I'm not. I don't really like favor anybody either way. Interesting. Who? No, like I'm not like hell bent on giving my best tight end of all time. I don't have an adamant opinion on it. Interesting. Where I'm really, just like Gronk. It's I no, really, he's the best. I really honestly. value the tight end position, especially in today's NFL. Yeah, I, I think Gronk has a case. 
his numbers when he's played. How many people do you think have a case? That's what I'm wondering. How many people do you think have a case? Like, I'm very yeah, curious on that number. Because Antonio Gates hasn't even entered this conversation, but even still, I'm fine with I'm it. Gro- I'm as long Gronk. as you only mention Grob Gronkowski. Yeah, dude, Gronk, Gronk is one for if me. If you knock me off six names that says has a case, that's going to be crazy. No, Gronk, here's the Gronk case. At his it's, peak it's Gronk number one. You have Tony Gonzalez. You can have Kelsey in that conversation. Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp. That's it. For me, it's Tony Gonzalez, Kelsey, Shannon Sharp, Gronk. Okay, okay. so the names I just listed. How many years do you guys think Gronk had 1,000-plus yards? Four. Mm, I'm going to say... I guess you could put it Tony Gates I'm going to say... I'm gonna say ooh, four is not a bad guess. Oh, I'll get it right. I'm going to say it's two or three. Um, Se- seven. He had four. Good shit. Gronk? <laughs> four years, 1,000-plus yards. You call me a madman. Good shit. 2011, then not again until 2014, 2015, and 2017. Kelsey has 1,014 times as well. Good shit. How many? Kelsey has been insane. He's going to have 1,000 this year, too. So that would be five. Five. Makes sense. But like I said, uh, Kelsey has a longevity. Gronk doesn't have the longevity. It's 92 for his career. No, I'm saying that's just 50. Like, uh, just alone. Just Gronk at his peak. I don't know if we'll ever see a tight end do that. How many years he played? That was just crazy. A lot. Uh... 11. 11? Well, yeah. even because his games plays is funny looking, so maybe like yeah. And bro, has, what's nuts about is that two games last, year, he missed, last year he missed, last year he missed, what, So maybe seven, like seven, eight seasons in full? How many games did Gronk miss last year? Uh, last year he missed five games. Yeah, and he had 800 receiving? So realistically yeah. he has like eight full seasons and 92 touchdowns. He's okay. a savage! <laughs> okay, big guy. And he's a partier. He's a big, ha- and he's a big game tight ever, end too. Do you guys Don't ever train. watch um, Undisputed when Shannon Sharp Talks like whenever Tony Gonzalez has been on the show. Yeah, they got like on, they got like funny, friendly beef. It's actually really. Yeah, whenever funny. Tony Gonzalez is on the show, Shannon Sharp is just like Gronk <laughs> is better than you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I think Kelsey's better than you. Too. Yeah. Like, You're not the best. That's hilarious. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. Uh, I don't. I don't even know. He probably he probably would say Gronk is the best. The, I probably the way Shannon talks, you would forget he played tight end on Undisputed. Let me yeah. be honest with you. But Tony Gonzalez put in a big numbers with Trent Green in Kansas City. Yes. And I think quarterback play, ta- you take into account, Ka- Kelsey had Alex Smith, then and Mahomes. Mahomes. Gronk had Tom Brady, and he didn't play with anybody but Tom Brady. Facts. So, you know, if you put Tony no, Gonzalez Tony in needs a, that yeah. respect and acknowledgement. Yeah, Tony's my number two. So you have him over Kelsey. Well, yeah, Kelsey still has has room to, to, to be yeah, number two. Is that a... Unbelievable! <laughs> no, Tony's number Tony's number two. I know. I'm saying Kelsey. That's the reason why it's not. I think two. Kelsey will finish top of all time in, in yards, receiving yards for a tight end. Yeah, it, it'll be him. It'll be Gonzalez, Witten, and him. Shout out to Antonio Gates, man. Witten played for so many years. Oh, oh my god, that's why he's you know he has <laughs> longevity numbers. And this is the last tweet from at Matthew Jimenez. Shout out to Matthew Jesus Jimenez. You give him the question. The Vikings are the same as last year's Cardinals. Great record, superstar players, but in reality, they have just gotten lucky the whole season. This brother Matthew Jimenez <laughs> just spoke facts. Lucky the good. whole season's hilarious. I wouldn't say lucky, but he spoke some facts. No, 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 no. the lucky the whole season's wrong. He spoke some facts in that comment. I'm not saying that they're the Cardinals. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Yeah. I batted one for three. Why? Your uh, your lay? Yeah, yeah, not great. Fortunate. Um. Lucky the whole year is crazy. They're a really good regular season team. Correct. That's all it is. The card. I mean, the Vikings are better than last year's Cardinals team. I think I could say that pretty confidently. That second half of Cardinals season was not good. It was it was very ugly. I don't know about that. 
You think the Cardinals of last year better than the Vikings of this they year? They were mad good. The second half of the year, they fell off. They were, but they got they they were beaten up. The defensive line was beaten up. Regardless, they fell off a cliff. They, they were did. what? They I did. mean, who knows? The Vikings do the same thing. Right? They're, they're, they're wrong. The Cardinals are around. K one also got hurt. He did. He did. Didn't come back the same. I think this Vikings team is more complete than that Arizona team. I, I think, agree. Yeah. I think the Vikings have more talent. Vikings what was the what was the, the bad thing on Arizona last year? Bad O line. Their line's always it's bad. It's always been bad, but their yeah. D line. Don't have Hopkins got hurt. The difference the is they have a running backs. quarterback, so you don't have a consistent wide receiver outside of DeAndre Hopkins. You don't have a running game. Your offensive line is not that good. Isn't that kind of the same with Minnesota in a sense? Maybe not everything, oh, but they got a Dalvin running Cook. game. But you don't have a consistent number two week by week outside AJ, of uh, AJ. Um, yeah. Adam Thielen's better but, than AJ yeah. Green. I was gonna say. Jed is stealing Hawkinson. I mean, they got Ertz halfway through the season last yeah, year. Ertz he was a good, big yeah. pickup. Yeah, he's good. I agree. True, yeah. We'll see about the Vikings. This is a way and see for me. On to the last topic of the show. Justin Herbert. I think we have to talk about him. We had a thrilling Sunday night football game. It's the phenomenal. Chiefs beat the Chargers 30-27. to The Chiefs are 8-2 and two and the Chargers are now 5-5. Five and five. And because their record is what it is, five wins, five losses, there is a legit question of whether or not the Chargers are making the playoffs. And if they don't make the playoffs, that would mean Justin Herbert has missed the playoffs in each of his first three seasons. And I'm wondering from you guys, how do you feel Justin Herbert will be viewed if he misses the playoffs again? And should he be excused from missing the playoffs? Um, I think he'll get a lot of disrespect. You know, I think he's even missing the playoffs over the last two years. I've seen people give him a lot of disrespect. And and a lot of it is from guys whose quarterbacks just aren't as good as his. You know, I've looked at it from Miami fans. I've looked at it from a lot, a lot of Bengals fans. You know, guys just that, that stack up with Herbert, like you guys that he's always being compared to. And you look at Justin Herbert's career, you look at over the last two, three seasons, he's been amazing. You know, he's been top three quarterback in the top three to top five quarterback in the NFL, but he has valid excuses. I think like this year, his team's been banged up and even still, he still has them. Even him, he's hurt. He still has them fighting for a playoff spot, possibly still able to get in. But I think when you look at it, eventually, you know, as much as the excuses he has, you got to look at it and be like, damn, when are you going to get in the playoffs? You know, as talented as you are, as great as you are, top five in a game, top four in the game. I personally have him number three. You know, I think he's behind Allen and Mahomes. You're this great. When are you eventually going to see the playoffs? You know, year three, no playoffs. is still, no matter how many excuses, whether they're good or bad, you have, that's not good. And that's going to get a lot of disrespect and a lot of hate towards Justin Herbert. And even though he has those excuses, I still think it's going to get a lot of bad image on his you know, on his career and on his uh, image. As a Dolphin supporter and as an avid wow. Dolphin. And Denver I, I'm fan. Gonna, I'm going to, oh, sure. And Cowboys fan. Uh, and Giants fan. No, Giants. Cowboys, no way. Giants. Lions fan also. Love my G-men. Uh, again, so we're associated with Giants. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to ask you. I'm quick. just wondering. Um, so that being said, as a, as a member of, oh, for the stats. No, as a member of FinFam, especially on Twitter, I see a lot of people within Dolphins Twitter being extremely, extremely critical of Herbert. And I have to understand this. Um, and I'm not someone who likes to criticize Herbert because I think that when it comes to talent, there are very few more talented than Justin Literally Herbert. Literally only two. But the Dolphins fan, the average Dolphin fan, I should say, or majority of them, 
they will group Herbert and Tua till the day they die because that was picks five and six. Now and and Chargers fans love to say how thank you Dolphins, thank you Dolphins for giving us Justin Herbert. So I understand why they will constantly try to bash Herbert as much as they can. But being someone who is in Dolphins Twitter, I am not going to be one to do so because I understand circumstance and context. Rookie season, Justin Herbert was absolutely amazing. Had one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Defense still wasn't that great. Year two, he was sensational. Just unbelievable past every metric you would want to see from a quarterback. In the last game of the season, he puts his team in position to go into overtime. Has an amazing drive, amazing passing touchdown on fourth down to Mike Williams. Just you could not have scripted any better. Justin Herbert was all world. Was not able to come away with the win. His, his coach, honestly, is the reason why they did not go to the playoffs because he was over-aggressive, called the timeout, tried to to, to ice the kicker, and inst- or, not ice the kicker. They, he tried to do something to mess with the clock, and then the, I'm just off the top of my head, I'm failing to remember it clearly, but it ended up forcing the, the Raiders to be a little bit more aggressive, ended up coming away with the win and not taking the draw. Now this year, no Keenan, no Mike Will or not being together at the same time for a while. Keenan Allen just made his third appearance this season last night. I just can't look at Herbert this year, where even still he's top 10 in yards, top 10 in touchdowns, and and still be super critical of him. Has he thrown interceptions to end the game a couple times this season? Yes. This one, this last night, was a tip ball. That was a great play made by the defender. Was a questionable decision. I will give you that. Should not have probably made that throw on the run. But there's there's less than a minute left on the clock. You do have you do have a couple timeouts left, but you did just take a sack. You're trying to make something happen. And Herbert is the offense. He's trying to make something happen. Fails to do so. I cannot be overcritical of Herbert. I believe that even still, where the team is better, the defense still is not there. The rush defense is still not great. And you're playing the Chiefs. If this is the game that you look at and we highlight to say, this is why the Chargers aren't going to make the playoffs, I disagree with that. The Chargers come in, I mean, the Chiefs come in as one of the hottest teams in football. The offense is clicking on all cylinders. You had to know that the last drive, you give, you give Mahomes a chance, he's going to go down the field and score. It seems like it's every time with this guy. I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming Herbert, and I'm not going to look at him and change my perspective of Herbert. I know who he is. I understand his skill set. I understand what he can achieve. So I'm not going to be one of those that's going to add fuel to the fire and say that Herbert is overrated and should be overanalyzed and criticized more than he already is. He's already receiving criticism because he's not playing to how we've seen in the last two years, and that's due to circumstance. And even still, he has his team in a position to make the playoffs. That's a testament to how great Justin Herbert is. To answer the question plainly, how is he going to be viewed? He is going to be viewed as a quarterback that doesn't win. It's as simple as that. That can't will his team to the playoffs. I think there's a lot of similarities with Justin Herbert to Matthew Stafford in Detroit where Stafford was miscasted as a quarterback that was a losing quarterback because of the Lions situation. I do understand the Lions situation is, is better. I mean, no, the, the Lions situation was worse than the Chargers, although you did have years with Calvin Johnson. You did have some years where your defense was great, and that was the years that that made the playoffs. Justin Herbert was phenomenal versus the Chiefs. 280 yards, completed 76% of his passes, had two touchdowns, a 113.2 passer rating. 
the interception was with 38 seconds left in the clock. It was a bad decision. There's no doubt. But the drive before, he led the Chargers down the field. Sure. Got a touchdown. If his defense holds up, they win that game. And that's kind of been the story between these battles with the Chargers and KC. The Chargers play them well. But they, it's always Mahomes who's making the last and final play. People will mention Her- Herbert's late-game interceptions as a reason as to why he's not clutch. His Week 2 interception against the Chiefs, where Gerald Everett ran like kind of like a stick route, he was gassed on the route, and he didn't finish the route. Herbert threw it in anticipation. It, got, it was a pick six. I don't blame that on Herbert. Week 10, interception against Talanoa Hufangu, Hufanga in the 49ers. Charles Amenahu hit Herbert's arm, and the ball came out horrible. But Herbert was about to hit the open guy, but just his arm being hit led to the interception. This was the interception versus the Chiefs where I thought it was a bad decision. He threw it into double coverage, and then Nick Bolton came up and, and uh, picked up the scraps of that play because it was tipped up in the air. You look at the AFC playoffs, you have the Chiefs, Dolphins, Titans, Ravens, Bills, Patriots, and Bengals in it right now. I, I have a feeling the Patriots drop out, and the Chargers' next six is going to tell a lot about this team. You have Arizona, who just got smoked by San Fran. Jimmy G, four you touchdowns. Ha- yeah, you have the Raiders that you're going to face. They have a horrible defense. You have the Dolphins, then the Titans, Colts, Rams, and the Broncos. I look at Arizona and the Raiders as games you should win. I view the Colts game as a game you should win, the Rams as a game you should win now that Stafford is even more hurt and John Wolford might be playing. I, I Stafford is in concussion protocol, I believe. He was yes. out. He was ruled out with a concussion. So even if he comes back, the Rams have been a mess all season. That's four wins in itself. That puts them at nine. I think the Broncos should be a, a, a week 18 win for the Chargers. The toss-ups for me are the Dolphins and the Titans. The Dolphins because their offense is explosive, and the Titans because they're just well coached. You can't count out Mike Vrabel and what that team could Amen. do on a week to week basis. Amen to that. So the, there, it's to me five games you should win, and this is going to determine their season. What was the question again? We went. We've been talking for a while. How is Justin Herbert going to be viewed if he misses the playoffs again? And you did say that you think eventually he's going to be start showing as not being able to will his team to the playoffs. I said that. You you did. I said that's how they. No, I'm just him. saying right now. Do you no, agree with that though? No, I don't. I didn't say I agree with that. No, okay. I don't agree with that. I just wanted to make myself clear. But that's how I, that's what the narrative is going to be. You, but yeah, what but you, I don't. But you feel that's not it. Yeah. No, that's what I said. That's what the narrative will be around so, but, Herbert. But in my opinion, or let me say this really quick, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Does that really matter? The narrative around their him? perspective. I'm not saying it matter, but that's what it's going to be. But does it matter? No. Um, for me, it doesn't. I think Herbert's a winning That's quarterback. That's why it's ridiculous to me that it does we're even feel ridiculous. sitting here talking about it. Really it really does. Because we know how great Justin Herbert is. This game against the Chiefs happened. I mean, the interception against Gerald Everett in the pick six kind of sealed it. But regardless, he was making plays all game. And then last year against the Raiders in the playoffs, he had that team in position to win. That's kind of been the story of just the Chargers, though, right? Everything <laughs> seems to not go their way, whether it's injuries, it's field goals, just weird stuff happening to them. They were talking on the broadcast last night that it feels like the Chargers always have a quarterback, right? It was Phillip Rivers forever. They had Drew Brees for a couple of years. Dan Fouts back in the day was one of the better quarterbacks. And now you have Justin Herbert, who everyone views as a franchise guy. And they've been doing this basically ever since I've been a fan of football. And they've had some good teams. You know, they've had the Antonio Gates years. They've had these years 
with Mike Evans, uh, excuse me, with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, where they've had offenses that should be explosive and should be able to get things LT done. Austin years, Eckler, LT. Gates. Yeah, I mean, like, the list really goes on and on where teams. they've had these talented rosters and have just always come up short for whatever reason. It feels like it's a new weird reason every year. When you look at Justin Herbert play, though, Drew said it, there's – and Rip, you said actually, there's two guys who are better than him. It's Josh Allen Mahomes, when we're talking about just arm talent as a quarterback. Those are the only two guys. And Patrick Mahomes even said he makes some throws that I can't make. Yeah. That's how special Justin Herbert is. I mean, he's he's a one of one type of quarterback. And any team They're other than those AFC. two teams would be taking Justin Herbert. You're taking him over everybody. I know you're a Joe Burrow guy, but I I would rather have Justin Herbert in a vacuum over Joe Burrow well, it's as close. well. He's also it's very AFC. close. Nice Justin Herbert could just do some special, if special you, if things. If you want to lean Justin Herbert, that's fine, but J- Joe Burrow, he's right he's, there. No, nah, Herbert's, I mean, Burrow's. And so is Tua. So is Hurts. Uh, you know, Tua needs more time. We have multiple <laughs> years of Burrow. You know what, man? Um, Burrow that is Herbert. a very I'll meet you in the middle type yeah, of statement right listen, there. Thank was, you. When have I said can't, anything different? You, you know, deny it. <laughs> hey, I just want to let you guys know that quietly this season, Jimmy Garoppolo has a 100 passer nah, rating. he's been good. 11 touchdowns good. and four interceptions. And today had four touchdowns four. to zero interceptions and a 131.9 passer rating. I need my brothers right now. Next week, playoff start in fantasy. I'm torn. Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Brady? I don't know. Brady plays the Browns, and Garoppolo plays off the top of my head. I'm blanking. Dolphins? No. Damn it. Who does he play? One sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. New Orleans. This is one of the tougher decisions I've had. Garoppolo this year has had a 100 passer rating five times. His worst passer rating game was against the Broncos, 81.3. I need my brothers right now. Brady or Garoppolo? That's tough. <laughs> no, it's a two. Now they're play Thursday, right? I would go with Brady. I think that's what I'm leaning to. You have Godwin too, right? I do. I'm starting Gotti. Yeah. Gotti's Gotti. an Gotti is actually a firm nickname. Yeah, I know. Lil, I call him Lil Gotti. But to the Chargers, if they miss the playoffs, Brandon Staley should be fired. Yeah. Ooh. It's as simple as that. I you probably will be. They'll, everyone, all the coaches who are out there can look at the Chargers as the top job to get. 29th in points allowed. They're 19th against the pass, 30th against the run. Defense is dog shit. He has not fixed the defense, and that's the nope. side that he should be an expert on. And I'm looking at coaching candidates. Sean Payton is the one that jumps out to you. But maybe the Chargers are a bit hesitant because you do have to trade something to get Sean Payton. You just can't you sign him. Yeah. Wow. He's under contract with the Saints, so you have to give them a draft pick or something wow, really? to get That's, Sean Payton. So what is he? like? He's just not. He's under could, contract until 2024. Yeah, but those, they could easily do it behind the scenes where Sean Payton's basically like, I'm coaching for the Chargers and no one else, and they'll take a six-round pick. I doubt that's going to happen. I mean, what else are you going to You're going to tell Sean Payton, funny. no, you're not going to coach for another team. You think, you think that Sean Payton is really going to say – gonna do that he's gonna like fuck yes. over the saints organization he's not gonna fuck him over but he's just, he's just gonna tell him straight up like yo but i think i think decision. sean Payne is a respectable guy where he'll be yeah. like i want you to maximize your value on me too what do you what do you think they have to trade for sean Payne? it's a head coach i think bro. a second round pick saints don't what? Have i'd be pick. i'd be shocked honestly you wouldn't give a second round pick for sean Payne? i just like when's the last time that's happened in the nfl they don't have their first bro do you understand NFL. it's a head coach a second <laughs> That's when, what Sean Payne is worth. When's the last time a head coach has been traded in the NFL? Let me check. NFL, funny. five coaches that have been traded. See, it's like never Bill happens. Belichick to New England. That was the Jets? Yes. I'm looking at a... And what did he give up? Or what did they give up? Nothing? 
the Jets' fifth round pick. Exactly. Like, John they'll Gruden. A, they'll get a day three pick. So Raiders owner Al Davis didn't want to give Gruden a big time contract and traded him to Tampa Bay for a first round pick in 2002, a first round pick in 2003, and a second round pick in 2004. That's just never going to happen in the history of football again. <laughs> it's Sean Payton. It's not if it happened for John Gruden, why wouldn't it happen for Sean Payton? If they trade two first round picks for Sean Payton, I would be fucking astonished. I'm not saying that, but you you made it sound like second rounder was too much for Sean Payton. Bro, it happened once in like NFL's history. When have coaches been traded? It doesn't, it doesn't happen. happen. I know. Yeah. yeah, but this would happen because he needs to be traded in order Dude. to go to another another team. I, it's a day three pick. A day three pick, that's it? Yeah. The Patriots demanded compensation from the Jets when Parcell uh, went from the Patriots to the Jets, and the Patriots um, got a first-round pick, second-round pick, a third-round pick, and a fourth-round pick. Would you, if you're the Chargers, you're given, and you don't make the playoffs, so you have a top 15 pick, you're giving up that first for Sean Payton. I think about it, yeah. <laughs> what are the options? Oh, would you rather give a first round pick for Sean Payne or hire Shane Steichen, Kellen Moore, Frank Reich, Eric Bienemy, or Mike Kafka as a head coach? I'll be honest, you're not getting up a first round pick for Sean Payne. Why do you act like it's it's disrespectful to give a first just, round pick for Sean Payne? It just never happened. He's one of the best coaches in NFL history. It just it never happens. There's not there hasn't been situations where a coach has retired and still been under contract with a team. How much longer is he under the contract for? Twenty twenty four. But also, I don't think that contract starts going until he comes back to the team. You know what I'm saying? So if he doesn't coach, it'll be up to like 2025 that he'll his right. contract's over. So the Saints are going to get something valuable from him. That's what I'm saying. A six-round pick? Are you kidding me? I think it'll be like a day three pick. You want to bet? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the market to bet on coaching. <laughs> you know, track, actually, honestly, actually like... Big O sent me documents, documents of our NFL football takes and our bets. We actually have a $100 bet on Gabe Davis, 1,000 yards, over or under. Yeah. We do. I just want to make you I'm, I'm very aware well of it. Because Gabriel Davis, man, he's on pace for that. He, he's probably on pace for like right at 1,000, I guess. I'm looking at it right now. He can right. change it. He has 612. He's on pace for 1,040. Let's say it's right around there. Yeah. Gabriel. All he needs is four games. The other coaching candidates, Shane Steichen, who was Justin Herbert's OC as a rookie, that reunion would be cool, but I don't know if they'd make him a head coach after letting him go. That would be a, a huge turnaround. Kellen Moore is going to be in the conversation. Did you mention Frank Reich already? Yeah, I think Frank Reich is a good option. Uh, but Seattle's OC, Shane uh, Waldron. Shane Waldron, yeah. Waldron. I, I do like Frank Reich, <coughs> but if I was the Chargers, I'd also be hesitant. I, I feel like it says something if you failed in one place as a coach, and I know he'll have Herbert, but, you know, I don't know. The Frank Reich thing. It would be intriguing. I, I'd, I'd either, if I'm the Chargers, I'm either going with uh, Sean Payton or going with Kellen Moore. He's proved something to me this year. I think the offense really? is better. Yeah. What a complete fucking turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's really That's been improved saying. this year. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. Kellen Moore. Moore has been better this year. Is it because he's actually involving Tony Pollard or? <laughs> Not involving just Tony Pollard because I think the Pollard and Zeke situation is more about money. I think just implementing a lot of easy stuff into the offense. Uh, using Dak Moore as a runner this year. And just the, there's just more easy stuff in Dallas's offense. Everything isn't so hard, and you have less talent, and you're still producing your offense at a high level. Last year was Amari and CD. This year you don't have Amari. So I think he deserves credit for that. And he was somebody that was going to be a head coaching candidate last year, but the second half of the season soured his name a little bit, and especially that 49ers game where he was running curls with offensive linemen. <laughs> but uh, this year he's been better. So, yeah, 
he'll definitely be in a conversation and he'll get a lot of head coaching interviews, I believe. I'm with you. Yeah. NFL pick them week 12, week 12 predictions. First game up, the Bills at Lions. Go on Buffalo. Buffalo, cleanly. It's a tough one, man. This is a tough one. The Bills, the Bills should win. But Possibly. something about Thanksgiving. It's a trap game. It is a trap game. Just pick the lines, man. Fuck. How do you want to do it? What do I do? Dude, pick Coach the your lines. guts. Sean Payton. Damn it. All right. Make a decision, Drew. I'm going to go with the lines. <laughs> Make a decision. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills in this one. The Giants at Cowboys. Give me Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys also. Really? Mm. Is this also on uh, Thanksgiving? Injuries are fucked, man. I know. Bro, Giants really might miss a play. Should be, yeah. Should no, be. I'm scared. Yeah. Dallas usually plays on Thanksgiving. They do, yeah. They it is on Thanksgiving. Okay. No, it is. They all literally These first every year games they will play okay, on cool. Thanksgiving. So, yeah, give me the Dallas. Dallas I hate too. to watch them on Thanksgiving. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys as eat. well. If they dominate Minnesota, they'll dominate the New York Giants. Patriots at Vikings. Horrible, horrible last game. Give me Minnesota bounce back. At the Vikings. At Vikings. At primetime Kirk. Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh oh. I'm going with the Patriots. And it's making me regret taking the Lions over the Bills because this is two upsets. Honestly. This is an embarrassing loss for the Vikings. But you have, they have to bounce back. Yeah. I'll okay. check. I'm telling you. I don't. I don't disagree, Drew. But Jettas to get embarrassed like defense. that, they I have think the arguably Vikings the best corner duo in the league. You know what's funny about this is that. Um, it's just funny that the Vikings are on prime time. This is where Kirk struggles. New England has been playing better. They can run the ball. Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I know that people after the beginning of the season are already out on him. They're ready to call him another just, you know, throwaway pick. But I think Mac Jones is good. And last game against the Jets and with a t- against a tougher defense in cold weather, they were able to move the ball. He had 250 yards passing, I believe. And this Vikings defense is worse than the Jets defense. I think I'm calling the Patriots upset here. I have them beating the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. And I think Mac Jones has a big time day. I, I think Mac Jones throws 250 plus and two touchdowns in this game. So let the record show that last week, Joel's Avi was him with a Vikings hat It will on. be Mac Jones. Um, but I'm now just, it's him with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. so <laughs> Vikings agenda's done. No, it's not done. It'll be a new guy this so week. So it's on hold. It's not on hold. So it's I, going I still on. have it. It's just it's funny that you mentioned that because somebody commented how I'm such a Vikings fan, but I had them like this is my third time picking them to lose. Because I had them losing against Buffalo, the Cowboys, and now the Patriots. I just kind of sense the momentum right now with the Vikings that they're kind of on a slump. And I think that slump's gonna continue and, and it's gonna take an easy opponent for them to get back on track. And I think the Patriots their defense is legit. They're one of the top defenses again in the NFL. If Christian Darrisaw is not available, Matt Judon, they can move him over to the left side. It, it's just a bad matchup for the Vikings, and that's what it's about. I'm Matchups for me. Texans at the Dolphins. Dolphins cleanly. Miami. Then fam. It should be the Dolphins for sure. It should Miami. Be. Davis Mills was absolutely horrible against the Commanders. The Dolphins defense is easier to be to be fair, and well, I don't anymore. Think it's different now. Telling you, I the don't tides think, are changing. I don't think the Texans' defense is bad. I really don't. Like they were, the run defense is horrible. Yeah, the run defense pick, so Texans? I think the Dolphins. No, hell no. Oh. But I think the Dolphins will get the run game going, and that'll open up the pass game. I think the Dolphins win this. Bengals at Titans. This is one of Good the game. tough playoff games rematch. Of the week. 
You know what? I'm going to take the Titans Bro, on this one. It was mid, though, right? It's a good Bro, pick. I'm going to go upset. I'm going to take Jamar the Titans. Jamar might play. Don't care. I'm also going to be selecting the Titans to win this game. I got I got Titans. The Titans are one of those teams that they just always find a way to be in a game, so I never want to count them fully out. Looking at the Packers game, I, I just really do think that a Joe Barry is not a good defensive coordinator. He plays so much soft coverage, and that allows Tannehill to totally demolish your defense when he has no receiving weapons. I think the Bengals are different. They have Lou Anamaru, who's a good defensive coordinator. Joe Burrow, I mean, are we kidding ourselves? This guy's the man. Joe Burrow's the guy. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Shut up. And he's a winner. <laughs> I got one. Joe Burrow winning on the road. It's easy for me. Joe Scheist is coming away with a W. I'm taking the Bengals as well. Uh, this this Titans they were frauds, team, though. this Titans team really doesn't Respect move me. The the Titans, uh, they could be frauds, and this is not a great Titans Respect team. Respect them, please. Um, but no, I think uh, you not respect the one. Respect Cincy, man. Oh, Bengals are a good team, man. Pick your Burks guy, bro. Could ride the wave. Huh? Like Burks doesn't even have to look the Titans. Broncos <laughs> at Panthers. We should win. I'm I going don't with know the who would win. Should have um, beat the Raiders too. <laughs> the Seahawks. Yeah, this is actually hey, a tough Russell pick. left the field winning. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, this is a tough game. He was game. let down. Um, could go either way. I'm Defense, taking the man. Broncos. Need them step up. The Pan- we don't know who's starting at quarterback for the Panthers. I don't think we care who's starting the quarterback for Denver. Uh, uh, no. I'll go Denver though. I'm going How with the Denver Broncos one? too. Hey, hey, hey! Eat what? One. Oh, should I have him write down what? my picks? You're, whatever you want, <laughs> but eat it. I'm going with the Denver Broncos here. Bears at Jets. Jets. I'm going with the Jets, man. The Fields Fields isn't going to play right. It's Even Jets. you know it's crazy. It doesn't matter if he plays, man. The Tough. Bears just aren't good. No, I think it doesn't matter if he plays. No, yeah. Fields is so electric. I think it, they it, can it get him over. It does on. not matter. The last four weeks, he's played exceptional. Sure. All losses. Jets can't score. And the Jets' defense is still elite. I got the Jets, though. I think if Fields is playing, this is a much different game. I probably would favor the Bears, or at least take the spread on them for sure. That's a defeated Jets. I I got the Jets. I got the Jets in this game, though. We should win this game, baby. The coin has us losing, though. The coin does have us losing. Yo, that is spooky. Really? Losing? Am I riding the coin? (laughs) The Raiders Raiders had a... uh, a uh, thing similar to that last year, and they they kind of lost around this point in the season. I remember that. Yeah, we had a topic about it. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> Falcons at Commanders. I'll take the Commanders on this. Commanders playing well. Yep, give me Commanders. Chase I got Commanders as well. Buccaneers at Browns. Browns been playing well. I'm going with the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. Browns have low key been playing well. Bucks are turning around. I'm sorry, Cleveland. I got I'll take the Bucks. the Bucks. I think they found something in that Seattle game. I think the Buccaneers turned the tide. Bye week helped them out. I got Tom Brady in this one. Ravens at Jaguars. I'll take the Ravens. Ravens, four-game win streak, five of the last six. I'm going to tell you what. Well, man. This one is a tricky one. They looked shaky against the Panthers. They did. Yeah, and the Jaguars have been playing decent football. Lamar ain't been spoken about in weeks, man. You know? He really yeah, hasn't. He's been they very... Just been winning. He's been managing. They've just been winning. He's been I mean, very... That's, that's going to happen when you have an offense that isn't yeah. explosive. When they have nothing. Yeah. So you want Ravens? What are you yeah, going, Joel? Come on, come on, dude. I'm going with the Jaguars. I got the upset. And they're at home, too. Damn it. I think Trevor Lawrence plays well. Go to, yeah, go you know two. what? Yeah. Let's do it, Joel. I'm going with the Jags, too. Fucking casuals. Yeah, Raiders at Seahawks. Raiders. Seahawks. Seahawks. I'm going with Seattle. I'm going with Seattle as well. You know, Geno Smithian. Chargers at Cardinals. 
Going with the Chargers. Going with the Chargers. Every time I pick the Cardinals, they fucking lose. I'll take the Chargers. Should pick them again so they can start to find a trend. I'm going with the Chargers in this game as well. This should be a win. Kyler Murray, who knows if he plays or not. The Chargers should win this game. Saints at 49ers. Niners. Yeah. Yeah, Niners. Niners. Three games in a row, not allowing a point in the second half. And the Saints' pass defense is bad. You know what that means? Jimmy Garoppolo stat inflation in another game. Telling you, Garoppolo is solidifying himself as a statistically a top ten quarterback this year. Funny Again, enough, <laughs> very similar to somebody's production. And ah, it's definitely not similar by any not means. It's, not, it's really not far from similar. It's not far from similar. What does that mean? Yeah, you mean you mean you, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's very far it's from similar. It's very far from similar. <laughs> you don't think there's no similarities? Uh, look at Tua's numbers and look at Jimmy G's numbers. They're not that close. In two less games. Yeah. Actually, uh, Trey Lance well, played some I games. I say, yeah, yeah. Garoppolo didn't play first week. Play tougher defenses. Well, Gra- the Broncos, Garoppolo's that's always tough. Difference. Come on, wake up. To a couldn't play. But the Cardinals, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 131.9 passer rating. Tua has the best quarterback game of the season. Okay, we'll see if that lasts. We'll see if that lasts. It, it probably will. He put a fucking six touchdowns and four I wonder how much hate you're going to have on Thanksgiving how, What do you, you think up? the discrepancy between Jimmy Garoppolo's pass rating at the end of the season versus Tua is going to be? Like, if you were to give me, like, a spread... It's irrelevant to me because two is the only player in the history of the game. Right now, Jimmy's at 100, and he just had a 131.9 pass rating, which means it'll probably go to like maybe 103, 104. I mean, Tua has is leading the league in pass rating. Yeah, Tua right now is at 118.4. I'll keep it at 8.5. Don't play with his name. It'll be it'll be within like 10, 15. Don't play with his name. So you think Tua is going to have a 110 plus pass rating for the entire year? I think I don't I don't see why not. Ten the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, around that. Maybe it's like 107, 113, some shit. I don't know. We'll see. Hey. We'll see. <laughs> tough, tough second half. Of the, of the, of the, of the Drew's blowing kisses schedule. at Tua. He knows why. He knows why. Tough second half. I got I got Dolphins fans in my mentions. You literally wake up hating them. It's actually really nah, funny. I, I, didn't ha- I didn't make a Dolphin suite today. No, was not today. Sunday or Saturday? It was Sunday. I think he just woke up. Was just, no, it was Saturday. Saturday, he just no, chose bro, cause, violence. Cause for no reason at all, the Jets lost, and somehow, some way, he just had to mention to his name. It was you hilarious. You want to know yeah. why? You know, I'm not going to say it, because I think they all know why. Mm. Leave it at that. Might drop. No, I don't. I don't know why. Can I don't know why it? either. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think the idea was to think we know why. Yeah. Just, all right, might drop. No, yeah, I said it because... I tweeted about Zach Wilson, and then Dolphins fans swore my mentions. So, you know, I wanted to get my get back at Dolphins fans a little bit. I understand. Sure. And I said I may have lost the battle, sure. but I won the war. Tua is still Jared Goff, and the <laughs> Dolphins have not been to the AFC Championship since 1992. But how have you ha- won that war? That Hashtag Bro loser Twitter fans. goes away, I just want to let you know. Oh, you know what was great, was though? You know what was really great <laughs> when I ratioed your ass and said that you're a broken man. And you need to find you God. Did, you did ratio. Did ratio yeah, yeah, everybody right. ratioed me on that tweet. You know, it's a Dolphins Did they? Was a, you got like 120 likes on it. 130 likes and 79, 76 cold tweets. How much did Daddy get? <laughs> Daddy is that was crazy. Daddy is crazy. <laughs> Let me see how much you got. I'm looking it up. I just can't find it. 225. Yep. You got way more. But that was easy. You, Zach was just had a bad game. You're kicking me at my lowest point. Well, you brought in my boy's name for no apparent but reason. But that, but that Joe Burrow tweet. Oh, nobody's quote. Nobody's ratioing that. Six hundred two likes. Joe Burrow had a much better game against the Steelers because people love him. He's shiesty. Defense that two struggling against. Glasses. 
Automatic legend. Cardiac legend. You called him a legend. Yes, you did. You called him Joe Shiesty. Uh, that I probably did because it's cool. That's cool. Rams at Chiefs. 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 KC. I got the Chiefs in this yeah, one. Packers at Eagles. Eagles. This is easy. Let's roll. Get them boys. What you got? You want to pick another Eagles. one? Oh, okay. Am took I, the Col- I mean, you took the Colts over took the, the Jaguars that week, well, too. to Don't be forget. fair, I did think the Commanders were going to lose, and the, the Colts were going to be the team to upset the Eagles. I do believe if the Commanders lost, the, the Colts would have won uh, that game. I'll be honest. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Really. And I'll be honest. If I knew the Commanders were going to win, I would have picked the Eagles to win because I, I feel like Joel, it's kind of a wake-up Keep it pushing, bro. Keep it pushing. So I got the Eagles in this game, though. I got the Eagles in this game. Steelers at Colts. The Colts. Think no, yeah, I would take the Colts. Steelers put up points. They just up thirty. It's at the Colts. It is. I did this my thing. This isn't the night game, right? This past week, ten wins. Yeah, ten wins. Uh, I'm going with, uh, without a doubt, uh, the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> this is easy for me. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. What's the reason? You better you stop counting on Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. Monday night football. He's a prime time. Oh, that's on Monday, Monday night? night, bro. He's won on Thursday night already. Ah, I'm be honest with you. I'll take the Colts. I, I find myself home. flipping right now. Steelers. I'm a, I'm a chancla. I think that I'm going with the Colts, especially at home. Jeff Saturday seems to have the vibe different. Vibe is indeed vibey. I'm going with the Colts. I got nine wins this past week. It's a shame. Damn. It's just not 10. How many did I get? It's not 10. <laughs> this is going to do it for episode 231 of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time. Hey, this is Elliot Smith from the Arsenal Vision Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on the platform WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdsourcing service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100, and in other words, that means you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in a cool company on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their team, improve operations, and that will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be a part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire.